Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to CORE. It is CORE for Thursday, April 21st, 2021 to 2022. Sorry, there's no 2021. That's over. That's a long time ago. It's 2022. Uh, maybe I'm carrying over from 420. Did everybody get stoned yesterday to celebrate or what? John, did you get a little high yesterday? No? No. no. I got to deal with a baby. It's too much. I probably need to, but yeah. no. It's well, too much work. Weed, weed, recreational weed is a, is legal in Arizona. It's also legal in uh, all of Canada. Bo, did you partake on 420 or no? No, I didn't. I had, yeah. I had a good... Uh, pandemic year with it and uh i'm on hiatus <laughs> pandemic year the year that was, I was the pandemic I was for most together, of the first year of the pandemic. yeah and uh yeah, yeah. well that's I'm good. good i'm uh, listen i i had nothing to partake in so what did i do i drank a lot of um this right here hold on oh shit i threw the can away i drank a lot of this uh, new flavor of mountain dew zero i found uh it's called Shoot. Oh no! <laughs> new flavor every, alert. Every beer, time beer, beer, Bo beer. hears about a new flavor of Mountain Dew, he gets a little bit excited, <clears throat> a little and a excited, little bit upset. Sure, a little judgy. Maybe a little judgy, a little excited. I'm I don't. Like, I don't blame you. Be drinking that. <laughs> After I just said I was baked for a whole year, I'm like, oh, you're drinking Mountain Dew? <laughs> What's wrong? With you? What's wrong with you? Uh, what weird flavor is it this time? I can't remember. Meanwhile, it's like, having like mango, mango, uh, indica blends or something like that. This thing's some kind of <laughs> they call it, some kind of lemonade berry thing, and I don't have it here. It's really oh good, yeah, though. I've had that. Yeah, I I have a weird flavor Mountain Dew. I I'm drinking 
Mountain Dew Voltage. Oh, those are those are good. Mountain Dew Voltage. Yeah. <laughs> We're such suckers for this. Have electricity in it. Yeah. <laughs> Do they shock it? Before? They shock it with electricity. That's how you know it's good. Yeah, it's Voltage. It'll yeah. wake you up. It's pretty stupid, but I. I don't know why I like their their things, but I do. But I hate their stupid marketing. I've always hated it. It's always been bad. Even when I was a like, kid in the so 80s. so much, you drink it every day. Yeah, here I am eating <laughs> another right. can of the damn stuff. I got boxes in the in the fridge. It's embarrassing. Well, what's the new name? Well, it's Major Melon Badger Blast. What's the other one? Dirty, uh, dirty Django. There's dirty a, there's a <laughs> caramel dirty apple one that I haven't had, but it exists. I'm sorry, caramel? Did I hear that? Yeah, like a caramel apple exists. Oh, my Lord. I caramel. Think. Yeah, I don't don't know. We found we got a caramel guy, a caramel lord. Cole Cash in the chat says, "Is it raspberry lemonade?" Yes, that's the one. But I don't know if it's (laughs) got it. That might be what it's called. That might be the full name. Sometimes Mountain Dew goes crazy with the names. They're like, "It's Voltage." It's Code Red. Sometimes they're like a Mountain Dew raspberry lemonade. Yeah, I don't. Maybe they just ran out of ideas. It's definitely not Baja Blast, but uh, I like them all, and it's embarrassing a little bit. But here I am admitting to it. Uh, uh, like, I just wonder how they decide on the, like, I want to see the cutting room floor. Cause it's a brainstorm session, right? We need, we got a new flavor. It's yeah. a pinkish yellowish thing. <laughs> what do we call it? Like, I don't want to see all the stuff that didn't make the cut. Cause it was too adult or too, you know, Zeus's jock strap or something like that. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, the I, high I voltage, plenty, taste. but I'm like, I don't know if I want to say them. <laughs> yeah, I, hold on to those. Oh, uh, quick note here. I speaking of Mountain Dew, <laughs> this might have been the cause of it, actually. Um, everybody last week wanted to know my core P story. I'm going to tell that story before the show ends today. I'm not going to start with it. Mm, okay. We're going to save it for later. OK, so stick around. <laughs> Like a good pee. Don't hang up. Later. <laughs> you said pee, and I thought of Mountain Dew immediately. I just pictured pee and a refreshing jar of yellow. Well, I'm pretty sure this drinking one of these is what caused the issue that I will talk about later. That probably gives you too yeah. many hints, but something happened on Core a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. No one knew about it, and I'm I'm today today it all comes out. Today I let it this is this is this is the the main event of the show this week's show. Oh why yeah, yeah. I was it's gonna a, call in sick, but then I'm like, oh, peace story, got to Yeah, try. I mean earlier John's like, you know, we should do some extra emails, a little light on Newsweek, and, and I thought, yeah, he's right, but little does he know I'm gonna tell the peace story, which is the mm-hmm. highest biggest news you'll hear all week. So yeah, check it out coming up soon. Let's do this first. So it was a little bit of a quiet week, which seems strange to say because 2022 has been like kind of nonstop since the year started. Uh, feels like major releases and all kinds of news left and right. But for some reason, it was a little quiet this week on the news front, gaming news front anyway. Uh, small things here and there, but nothing too big. But uh, there is something that happened that is, uh, I guess, close to our history as gamers. Uh, World of Warcraft announced a new expansion to their uh, long-running MMO called Dragonflight. And some of you have probably already heard the interview I did with Jeremy Fiesel this week. It's up on the core feed and uh, goes a little deeper into some of the stuff that they announced. It was kind of right after we got the initial announcement. So some of the minutiae about what this thing's about and whether people should care about it or not uh, came later in the day. And so I wasn't able to ask him some of those questions. But hopefully... uh, for some of you, it helped. I've talked to Jeremy a few times. He's a really nice guy. And so that was nice to talk to him. Whoa, chat room just says Terra's closing down. Is that true? Yeah, yeah I so heard that. The headline. Oh, you mean they didn't? The stupid skins from uh, Player Unknown's <laughs> Battlegrounds didn't save it? Weird. 
weird. Man. Anyway, I've was that known like, oh, somehow shit. in the back of my going? mind, I've always known that Scott hates Terra online. I and really I don't like, like it. As I as I was thinking or as he was mentioning, I was like, doesn't Scott hate this game? And then he says that. And I was like, oh, yeah, there yeah, it is. <laughs> there it is. Confirmed. Look, I don't have a no, no, you know, no ire toward the devs or anybody. But Terra was mechanically interesting, but then mostly boobs. And it was just kind of empty and lame. And it bummed me out. Uh, boobs are good. Yeah, it's boobs fine. are. No, I like boobs. Don't get me wrong, but I, I thought that game was relied too heavily on its use of boobs, it and not nearly too much enough. on the boob. Yeah, too much boob leaning, not enough like. Gaming. And I hear from those with them, they don't like to be leaned on all that much. Yeah. So let's not do that. Oh, I don't know if this is going to be a trend or not, but Rift is in maintenance, whatever that means. Uh, Aeon is still out there, I guess. That's still an MMO people play. I don't know what's going on with Lord of the Rings Online, but I wonder if we're going to start to see another round of some of these that have been around for a while and they're going to finally go, okay, now we're losing everybody to final fantasy. We may as well just shut this shit down. Can't win for losing. I I don't know. I don't know. Be an interesting year. There there was a, a, an era of everyone's got an MMO and Mm -hmm. now it feels like, I don't know. Are like there, there are the new ones sort of on the horizon, but it's just so not newsworthy or interesting. Like there's a, there's another one like conquest of the trials or some, <laughs> wait, 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 I want conquest of the trials. I want to play that. I don't know. A very believable name. Yeah. It actually sounds about right for 2020. You know, Mortal online's a thing. They released a second mortal online too, if you can believe it. And you're just like, who's, who's plays them. Is it a mortal? Tibia is still around. Oh my gosh, really? That's still a thing? Yeah, they're tibia streamers, dude. It's a scene. Really? And it's funny because they kind of they're like train wrecks of steam. <laughs> you know, just but well, I don't want to be insulted, but like <laughs> I look at it and I sort of go like, oh, these are yeah. this is <laughs> this, this is a rough neighborhood <laughs> yeah. on Twitch. Um but yeah, I, I like I think those games. I think you could take the Hello Games approach to your game gaming company and be like, we're sustainable. We're, you know, yeah. if we don't make a record making profits, we don't all of a sudden cause a panic. Hi, mm-hmm. Netflix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, like they're just like, we're sustainable. We don't need to be in the headlines. We have a game. We have people to play it. We make enough money to pay the developers. We put up enough content, keep people playing because they like the game. Yeah. And we're not involved in this whole triple uh, A. Uh, reaching for the top business. So, sure. you know, a good example. I logged into Planetside last night for an hour or two. Oh. And um, how's that look? A lot of people playing. Yeah. It's full of people playing. You know, it's, uh, I haven't played in a while, so I suck. I am like absolute dog food at it. But um, <laughs> like my kill death ratio is like six to 44 deaths or something like that. Ooh. Because the thing that Planetside, well, the thing Planetside is it simulates war the best, which war is like, get out there, soldier, and then you die as soon as you step out the door. Mm. And that's what Planetside, you spawn, you're like, where do I go? And then a tank just blows your head off or some cloaker, like there's, it's literally like hundreds of players on the same server. And then, you know, if you don't spot them in time, you, you don't just remember your tactics to get around, you die immediately. So it was fun. It was a reminder that uh, Planetside is a great when you when you get in there, do you were, you were you expecting it to be kind of empty? And uh, I know we've talked about two before, but we've you know it's not like it makes the news all the time or anyone's really talking about it. But I'm surprised to hear. I mean, it's I was accurate. curious, it, having played Planet Side One for a long time. I, that game had a had a core audience that stayed till server shut down. Mm-hmm. And you know, even if you number them in the hundreds or maybe thousands, that's not a big you know a couple thousand subscriptions is not considered a big MMO. No, 
But, you know, it's still revenue. It's still enough to keep the lights on and the servers running, even if there aren't any new updates. And a new continent was just added to Planetside. But you go to the Daybreak Games website, it's a bit of a depressing affair. Like, the games are EverQuest, yeah. Champions and Orath, I think, Planetside, <laughs> yeah. and H- H1Z1 or whatever. And I'm like, there's, like, no signs of life in terms of a new game, like, at all. But uh, you log in, and there was hundreds of people playing. And I'm like, they're probably doing fine. You know, yeah. they don't, you know, that's, uh, I had a good kick out of playing, except it, it, you, there's, there's, um, you do got to learn how to stay alive in that game because you walk around a corner and 500 guns are pointed at you. It's literally an MMO <laughs> FPS. If there's one MMO FPS, this is it. Yeah. There are people the everywhere. And it's, it's like being in Stormwind on a busy day or Ogremar, except everyone has guns and they're shooting each other. It, it's a lot of fun, but it can be frustrating when you die a lot because you forget to, play cautiously because it's an action shooter game and when you play overwatch you want to jump around corners and just do all kinds of kung fu and in this game not a good idea well that was my question it felt like the big jump to two at the time when it released and it's been years now but um one of the touting points was this is a more proper shooter like the shooting mechanics feel more like what you're used to maybe maybe not overwatch level or something but it's more call of duty Uh, it was it was more tribes in the first one now Mm -hmm. it's like a call of duty uh, kind of style game which is fine yeah it's not my favorite but it relies more on shooting mechanics than than you know it, it was a little more cheesy i think is the way to put it you know everyone had jackhammers and <laughs> and just big lasery weapons it had it that had a but charm orbital though. strikes are back i got orbital struck a couple times i was oh. like oh shit they we got orbital strikes yeah and you know so i, I spawned an ams got blown up from the like that was one death as i spawned a big light came from the sky and shot down a laser from a satellite and blew me up. I lived for like five seconds. That's what that game is like. You're just like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and the point is, is like you're supposed to squat up with people right. to complete tactical base objectives in groups. So if you're playing solo, you're probably part of the foot zerg, which is a derogatory term for people who don't squat I've up. I've never heard this. Foot, foot zerg. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, the foot zerg. So basically – there are bases in large terrain between bases. So what you do is you get in a vehicle and drive to the base. But noobs aka, go on the foot zerg and they run through the forest without a vehicle. Because <laughs> they just log in and spawn and press D, uh, W and go in the direction that they're supposed to go in. And they're cannon fodder and they're, they're fun to kill and, and all that. So when you're, but you're, when you're part of the foot zerg, like, which is like 20 noobish players running across a forest and you roll up in a tank mm. or in an aircraft and you just go, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on and take that foot zerg. And it's like, you're almost like, why are they playing? But people find the game fun and, and that's, and that's just the culture of that game. No, it's actually, I'm happy to hear this. I'm happy to hear that it's still yeah. doing okay. Cause yeah. I don't know. I mean, but again, just sort of on that front, when you talk about all these old games, yeah. some of them have aspirations to be big money-making investments. And if not, we got to shut it down. And yeah. some people are like, you know, Hello Games isn't an MMO, but it's definitely taking that approach of, well, we want to make the game good. We like, we're playing this game. We want to be proud of it. And we're still working on yeah. the game. And I think Tibia is like that. <laughs> there are people that work in developing that game. Like, there's a team of programmers and artists that need to make new bitmaps for <laughs> old ass Tibia. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's, uh, it's a thing. Yeah, that's cool. They, they, they must be paying them with something. Uh, it can just be tibia bucks. Well, let's see if what uh, Blizzard announced is uh, going to cut any of those uh, anybody else's uh, MMO time, especially I guess Final Fantasy players like like John. I know he's going to have some thoughts on this, but it's called Dragonflight. It's WoW's next expansion. 
Um, yeah. It is featuring the following basic new features. There's a lot of minutiae here, but we'll just get to the big stuff. There's a new race called the Drakthir and a new class called the Evoker. And the trick here is Drakthir will always be Evokers, and Evokers can only be Drakthir. There is no other race combo uh, with that new class at all. Um, this It's a little bit like what they did with Elves and uh uh, demon hunters, uh, except it was you know two different kinds of elves, horde and alliance that could do it, but they never let that go any further. Same same deal applies here. Um, the evoker is a two spec class. It can heal and uh, sort of mid range DPS is uh, is the other thing. And it's it's a new magic class which they haven't had in the game in a very long time. I want to say maybe since launch. What's what's the other magic class I'm not thinking of? Like pure magic, like mage level. I mean, yeah. So you're not monk. Yeah, you got arguably mage, healer, warlock, the and the vanilla. And I don't know if they've ever added one. Yeah, none that are just like straight up. Here's a magical thing. The idea I is is monk mist is a little bit like that though. It has yeah a little bit. Effect. That's a fair. That's a fair point. The 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 unique thing here is that all of and Jeremy mentioned this. I'll just some of this is going to be redundant, but. All of the powers of the entire Dragonflight, all of the different Dragonflight types, uh, archetypes, are powers that you harness as an evoker. So you're not just simply like a time-stopping Drakthir evoker. You're not just doing um, uh, fire damage or something like you would from you know one of the Earth Dragons or something. You've got bits and pieces from all of those powers and you get to harness those and use those in some pretty interesting ways. He described some pretty cool stuff. Actually, it sounded like they put a lot of thought into that, into that class. Um, let's see what else hero. It's a hero class. Should mention that starts at level 58 and has its own starting zone. Again, much like uh, demon hunters before that uh, dark or uh, death Knights. way back in the day, they wear male armor, which is probably good for a whole lot of Raiders who are sick of fighting over leather uh, so I think that's probably pretty good. And uh, that's the main, those are the main additions there. Let's stop there for a second and just see if any of this sparks any interest in anyone. Like I, I, I will say this back when Legion was going to launch, I was not at all interested in the Demon Hunter. Ended up loving it, played the hell out of it. Uh, yeah. Really liked that class a lot. It was really fun. It was super interesting, did things that no other class in the game did. And I think it was just really focused on fun and good times. And I think they did a great job. Uh, is this assuming that they nail that? Is any of that stuff like lore-wise, John? Is any of this jumping out at you even now? Like, oh, dragons, cool. More no, dragons. so I, I guess uh, to to roll it back a little bit. Um, I I'm not. I wish that I got excited about seeing dragons the way some people do, and that's gonna sound like sour grapes, but it's not. I, I genuinely wish there are people that you show them a dragon and they're just immediately like. Oh my god, a dragon! And mm. they get so very, very excited about it. And I wish I felt that way about anything. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I just don't like. I see a dragon and I go, "All right, what's it doing?" Yeah. Like I, I just I need more. Where are we fighting it? What's it? What are we doing here? And um, <laughs> that was funny. And and so funny. like them being like, hey, you get to play a weird ass looking dragon. I was like, OK, like mm-hmm. it didn't really it didn't really sell me. Um, I I let me start with the positive. 
the abilities look cool as hell. Dragon. Like the ability to like jump in the air and do a fire breath across in a big line and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That all looks awesome. Like yeah. the class genuinely seems like it's going to be a cool, uh, interesting class. I do have concerns that maybe it's, and I had the same concern with Demon Hunters and it ended up not being true. So it might not be true again, but it does feel like, Oh, here's the new shiny. We put all the cool stuff here. Sorry, you were a dumbass and picked one of our original <laughs> classes. They don't get anything cool or new. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of want to see what's happening for the old classes to a degree too. But the the abilities look really, really good, um, and really flashy in a in a great way. The models, though. Yeah. You know, in old oh, horror here we go. movies. Yeah, wait, 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 Scott. Wait. Play this down. <laughs> Oh wait, what's the what, no dragon? What, what's the sound? Which one? This is dragon beef. Oh, dragon. Okay, yeah, here's we're gonna get into beef. how the dragons look. It doesn't matter yeah. if they're bipedal or forpedal. All right, I'm gonna combine. <laughs> we're gonna do dragon beef and one other here. Dragon beef. I have the chaff. And John's got some chaff. All right, <laughs> accurate. Here comes the chaff. All right. You know, in old horror movies like The Wolfman, how they would do the transition where somebody would just hold very still, like freaking out, and they'd be like. Uh, and then the screen would lightly fade and there'd be a little bit more makeup on them yeah. and then it'd fade and there'd be a little more makeup and then a little more makeup and then they'd be a full wolf man. Yeah. <laughs> Both the human and the dragon models looked like they cut off the beginning and they cut off the end and they just stuck with the two shitty in between <laughs> things. Oh my you God. have a dumbass looking human that looks wow. like they got a bunch of weird shit glued to their face. And you've got the most gangly, awkward-looking dragon that's like, it makes the dragon from the first season of The Witcher look cool. Oh. And I'm like, I didn't think oh anything was going to okay. redeem that wow. thing. John's going to war. Today. Going right to the throat. <laughs> like, wow. Like, you brought up that dragon. That's that's a low blow. I was like, okay, everyone eat everyone to each his own. Yeah. And then you're going to say it looks better than the dragon from The Witcher? That, <laughs> well, that, you're not, and you're not talking words. And you're not talking. That dragon like, sucks. He's not talking full on dragon, dragon, dragons. You're talking about this weird hybrid looking yeah, the one they don't look fully dragon enough or fully uh, human form enough or is it visage form I Does. think my problem is is that I look at it and it doesn't read as anything new to me it looks like somebody put a coat of paint on the worgen model <laughs> and then stuck the demon hunter like wings on the back and was like it's dragon yeah. and I'm like no it isn't it looks like the worgen with a dragon head and like Demon Hunter wings on its back, and they're like, "That's no, a dragon." Are you talking um, about its posture or something? I don't know. It just looks bad. It just looks gangly and awkward. It looks like he's going to middle school. Like there's just nothing. I don't look at it and go, "I want to be that." Now, when I see it do the moves, I'm like, "Okay, I want to. I want to do that." Yeah. But when I see it just standing there looking weird, I'm like, "Nah." It's, uh, I don't okay. Well, how about? Whoa, geez. Sorry, I'm p- playing both things by accident. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to happen. It's with electric guitar. Shit. Sorry, hold on. Okay, so here it is. Um, I'm showing the chat room this. Uh, these are the lady models, and this is their kind of human hybrid form thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, they're a little scaly. They got some horns. You know, they got some... look as good as anything looks in World of Warcraft in terms of its age and stuff. It's pretty good. Sure. Not- it doesn't look bad, but I think what, John, you're talking about is this full dragon form if i can find yeah, it. yeah i'm um, talking about the the dragon form yeah. those I, I mean i don't like it looks like everybody got dressed up for mardi gras but you know fine it's these i don't yeah, like these. Very i don't much. i don't like them that much either i think they're annoying is it 
Okay. Is it just because they don't have, is it their torso? Like they got big thighs, but <sighs> their torso is kind of narrow. Like if you I've body seen a bunch of people try to fix this model and almost universally the thing they do to try and fix the model is make them. Sorry. It. Good Lord. Scott, I apologize. I don't know why it's doing that. I'll fix that. So it doesn't do it again. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> just every time I press buttons, it plays music. Weird. I don't understand. Didn't mean to do that. Anyway, um, but yeah, every right. time they try to fix them, they make them beefier. And I think, you know, I think when you when you hear dragon, you think of a big menacing creature. Yeah. And these look like live, not very menacing lizards. Like right. we always tried to kind of figure out in our D&D campaigns. We got like, Kyle playing a lizard folk and D&D has lizard folk and they have these like dragon like beings. And it's like, well, what's the difference between the, the dragonborn and a lizard folk? I feel like these look like lizard folk. And they don't look like Dragonborn. Like mm. that's the best way I can describe it. They just look like weird, awkward lizards. Okay. And in the in the human form, I'm putting up the males now. <clears throat> they seem like uh, possibly <laughs> these were these were blood elves that got reworked a little. Yeah. I mean, I want to say like there's it. shades of Cat Lady. Like they're trying to do their own cat Final Fantasy 14 Cat Lady with some of these cat boys here. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's popular. Um, so I. I I think these seem good. Look, I, I, sort of, I get what you mean. To... Like the heads of the Drakthir. Yeah. Like I, because he po- you posted a photo of like their head uh, mm-hmm. concept art. Mm-hmm. I think they look pretty cool. I think the heads look pretty cool. Okay. I think the legs look like typical. I mean, I played a, a Draenei for a while. So I'm used to, you know, uh, thunder thighs. I don't know if that's <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, big old thighs that clap when they walk on both of them. Yeah. And uh, hooves. And it looks like just, a, you know, Morgans have the same thing, too. It's the, you know, it's how they look. So top down, I'm like pretty standard World of Warcraft model for a character. Like, but the heads look great. Like, what about the he- just heads up? Like, look at the personality. Okay, on that those concept. heads right there. Yeah, I think those they are look they're pretty adorable. Good. They so look I right. think we can probably narrow down that most of my issues are with the body. Yeah, it's the torso, right? The yeah. torso yeah. looks like it's screaming to me. Um. I don't even want to say teenager, but you know the tall, lanky guy, right? Like yeah, it, it's it, they all look like the tall, lanky guy. Mm. And maybe you want to play more of a, you know, to plug there will be done. You want more of a Varel. Yeah. Oh yeah, like you want you want a chest big enough to <laughs> put an eyeball in there. Yeah, yeah. and and there. they don't really have big pecs. You know, meanwhile their dragon counterparts are huge, menacing, and imposing. So you don't really who's like a. Famous tall guy that we can just reference for, for Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. No, he's no. swole. <laughs> You're non like, swole tall guy. I need like, a thin, gangly tall. You know person. what I'm talking. I'm just yeah. trying, there's one on the tip of my tongue. Like uh, 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 Doug Jones is a good one. Uh, the Star Trek Discovery guy. They they got some Doug Jones going on there. See, now that's what we want for the Drakthir, right? Like, look at those. Little, little buffer that yeah. there is muscle in there yeah and I, there's some abs in there and you know it's world of warcraft the, the humans are swole as shit i don't know if they still are the human males like I, I remember when world of warcraft everyone was an arnold schwarzenegger basically yeah. um yeah chest wise and and you kind of think well I think maybe the thin body type is okay, but it's only the thin body type, right? Like maybe a few more body shape. World of Warcraft struggles with this. 
Yeah. They they have they they don't put enough options for anything in their game. And after you've played Black <laughs> yeah. Desert and Lost Ark and even probably um what's that one there? The Elden Scrolls, Elder Scrolls. <laughs> the Elden, Elden Scrolls. Scrolls. <laughs> the Elden, whatever the you know, the uh, the, the Bethesda one. ESO, <laughs> Elder Scrolls. Elden Scrolls. Online, yes. Um yeah. <laughs> you know, we're kind of used to being like, yeah, video games can have options, and we know instead of putting like eight options, you could put sixty-four options in your game. We th- I think. I mean, I don't want to tell them. I Maybe mean, there's they, reasons they could. It's limited, they could, and there's a there's I'm like, probably old. They're always yeah. Blizzard. The game's been out for like fifteen years or something like that. And like you, you skimp on the character creation. You really do at this point. Uh, that's something I kind of. And, and this would be an example of that. Yeah. Yeah. You want a swole chested drac there. You're I muted, do. by the way. I do. Oh, no, oh no, am no. I? You're not I, anymore. Not anymore. Hi. Yeah. Uh, no, and this isn't the end of the world. Like, I'm not saying, well, I'm not in on this expansion because those dragons look stupid. <laughs> I just, like, I'm not, I didn't go, oh, yes, new race, new quest, so good. Like, I'm going to play this. Like, it just didn't get me excited. Yeah. I, was, I was just like, okay, the human forms look kind of dumb, and the dragon forms I really don't like. And. I don't really? know if it's worth playing a character I don't like the look of to do the abilities that I think look cool. Sure. I can't I can't stand that purple boy. <laughs> You're not into the purple guy? <laughs> I thought you'd yeah, like just him. Look, look just, him. You know, it, it looks vague like it looks vaguely cat earish. Yeah. See, it's the green one that bugs me. That's the one that bugs no, me the, the most. No, but the green one is an archetype, right? The green one is like hand, handsome and suave, and I'm a I'm I'm a dragon. Would you like an emerald dream? No, the green like, one. The like purple guy. Guy's the purple guy is like going to a rave. Tell him. He's like, I need some water. I'm gonna do some e, and then we're gonna. And he just looks vaguely cat boy to me, and I'm like, that's not my jam. Yeah, I'm sure it's I, get it. I don't like the yellow one either because it looks like Anakin Skywalker came back from the dead, and they're like, we were able to bring you back, but we had to breed you with a lizard to yeah. do it. Or, like, or just like a I bad, it's like a bad skin condition this guy's it's got. It's not good. Yeah, it, it looks like he's wearing a hat. Yeah, not bit. like it's a part of him. It's like I killed a dragon and put his his scalp on on my. Are you talking about the red boy? No, the, no, the, the yellow one. Yellow guy. Yellow one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he's a type. He's it's fine. He needs some it's, like you, needs, you gotta you got I think you gotta separate between like not for me, but looks fine versus just He needs know. some cream to take care of that forehead. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean all of this I'm saying is not for me. Yeah. I and I not don't even a little think, bit. Not even no. a little bit. No, I, I want know. to. I want to. But yeah. I just don't. You want it to be. I mean, I, yeah. I, I get the chess thing. I think like it's a chess for the dudes, and you know maybe even the women. We can make a couple that look they're more built like Ivor and Assassin's Creed. Like give me some fridge built. Mm-hmm. That's that's it's always you know eh, why does everyone got to look Coke bottle style? But, you know, I mean, you know why though? It's this. I'm telling you whether we like it or not. Final Fantasy 14 is having an impact. I, most of these haircuts look like something out of that game. Most of these say, expressions, yeah, it's true. It is having an impact for yeah. sure. Yeah, but they have more op. I think they have more options than. Well, yeah, they do because I can even color my uh, eyes differently in that. Oh, game, they have way more than that. Yeah, yeah, way more. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's always a tough. It's always a tough thing with them. With but that's Blizzard. We sort of understand World of Warcraft to be that way. So if the that's final verdict, John, is I don't game. like it. Then, yeah, I just then I just don't like it. Game. But yeah, I. I think but they're not as bad a, as the dragon in the Witcher. That thing was 
I don't know. I went. I felt like, wow, what a great production I'm watching. To like, oh, they didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was that, they were rich. Was that the one in the first season or the second season? You talking first about the one. first? I one. guess the, the reason was... I it, it reminded me of The Witcher is because when I saw this, yeah, and I'm dead serious. I'm not trolling. People think I am. My first thought was. Maybe Blizzard just isn't getting as much money to put things into WoW as they used to. Because mm. it looked like recycled, touched up models. And I was like, normally you get new race, new class, and like it's a big explosion of new. And this just looked like, well, they threw some paint on some stuff and called it a, a new thing for us. Like, And it was that like budget feel that I got to it that made me think, yeah, it's kind of like The Witcher, because that is how I felt when I saw the dragon in The Witcher. I was like, oh, we didn't have Game of Thrones money, clearly, no. when this guy showed up. Those Game so, of Thrones dragons are badass. Those, those turned out real good. So you're right. It's probably not as bad as that, but it is the same thought that I had when I saw them. Sure. Well, more important, not more importantly, but in addition to this, this expansion is all about what they're calling dragon riding or dragon riding skill. It's essentially yeah. the um, the big mechanic, uh, the system of this uh, expansion. You'll be flying right away or more like gliding um, because actual flight is going to take time to train up and get to where you want it to be. And they've added a bunch of physics and momentum and stuff to that sort of thing. On paper, I think that sounds rad. I think I, I would not actually like it in, in practice because it sounds like it's the kind of gating that will annoy me. Um, and, I, and I'm not trying to compare it to previous gating or anything else. Gating in MMOs is as old as MMOs themselves, but just the idea that, well, I can kind of glide right now, but most of the time I'm on the ground and with a ground mount. Oh, and now I can sort of flap up and do things, but it's not, still not as cool as it's going to be, but I'll get there. I just don't know if I want my travel so tied into the system. Um, well, hopefully they make it fun. It depends on what kind of a grind. It needs to be fun. Ultimately. Yeah, that's true. Like if you lock it at the end of your questing, then probably it's all right. Yeah. But if it's like, well, you have to turn it, you know, the reason I left battle for Azeroth was like, you've done all the quests yeah. or you've hit max level, but you don't get to do anything until you reach max level with all the reps. And I was like, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> um, yeah, like that's, that's really my only issue with World of Warcraft. Yeah. Uh, I was enjoying Battle for Azeroth uh, at the time, but I love all, my favorite part of these games is always the, is the leveling experience. I always have a great time with that. I'm sure when, if I play this, it'll end up being mostly for that. Uh, nothing that was shown or talked about about any kind of end game has really got me too excited because at the end of the day, it's still sort of this dragon riding thing, which is now your you know it's your legion weapon or your necklace from BFA or your whatever the hell we did last time. Um, you know, it's just another extension of that fine, whatever. But the big fun for me is all that initial story and exploration and new zones and all of that. Um, so who knows? Um, one of the concerns I have is a bunch of these screenshots of the actual zones that they're showing so far, I think look not good. Um, and by that, I mean, maybe I'm having that moment like John has with these models. I'm kind of having the same problem with the zones, I think the zones look like circa 2008 and you might say, well, Scott, this is, you know, it's still world of Warcraft. You're not going to jump leaps and bounds. Yeah. But those, the last expansion and the one before that, and the one before that, all the way back to Miss of Pandaria, they're beautiful and they're huge upgrades from their previous games. And they just kept looking better and better and better. This doesn't, it just doesn't. Yeah, I thought this weird. to me, it looked par for the course. Like it, it didn't look, I didn't see it and go, Oh wow. 
Like I wasn't blown away, but I, to me, it was like, it looks as good as all world of Warcraft zones do. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever looked at a world of Warcraft zone and gone a hundred percent. Oh, I, I hate that. Yeah. I, I just absolutely no, cannot stand how that looks. Like I, I feel like they've always looked pretty good and i feel like this meets that quality but it didn't you're right nothing made me go oh my gosh that's amazing it is back in azeroth so i do think there is a probably artistic desire to make it feel grounded to that world and not like you know you're not on an alien planet but as we've seen going from continent to continent and all of that like they can get away with doing some pretty radical things even within azeroth itself true so, true you know that only goes so far i do think i think it's called the azure expanse looks pretty good that's the one that seems to kind of call back to grizzly hills and it's got snow i'm a sucker for snow as you know yeah. so like i i see that and i'm i'm pretty excited about that but it you know, I didn't I didn't think anything they were showing seemed groundbreaking, but it didn't see it didn't seem openly bad to me. Yeah, I wouldn't call it I would never call it ugly because I think they do incredible stuff with an old engine. Nobody else even comes close to this. But the I don't know if it's the trees or the draw distance. Something just feels three didn't expansions they say ago. They upped the draw distance too. like well, they sure like to I, fog it up anyway. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm curious because like I've noticed that too, looking at a lot of the screenshots, I'm I'm noticing the draw distance more, and yet they said they moved it up, which makes me kind of wonder, like, well, I don't know if you're using your space right, but I know there's a lot of people that are thinking these zones. I mean, they've said these zones are a lot bigger, uh, probably on the back of the whole dragon riding thing, um, because they know we're gonna be swooping around and all of that. But if the zone quality suffers because of it, I'm not sure that's a great trade-off. I mean, dragon riding, I think, just to give my thoughts on that real quick. Yeah. Dragon riding, if you want to give me a system that's going to be the grindy system I do over an expansion, customizing a dragon's a pretty cool option to give. Like, I'd much rather that than a stupid necklace. Like, that sounds way, way better to me. So, in theory, I'm good with that. I definitely need to know more information about it because a a lot of times with these things, it feels like they took away something so they can give it right back to you, which they always do with flying. Like, that's the case every expansion. Flying's gone, now jump through a bunch of hoops and we'll eventually give it back to you. Um, But I've heard a lot of people going, hey, we're going to be able to fly right out of the gate. And I a hundred percent, I don't think that's true. Like, no. I think they've already alluded to the fact that you're going to be at best gliding to begin with. Yeah. When it's all said and done, does this feel like an improvement over what they've done for flying in previous expansions? Or does it just feel like a different way of doing the exact same thing is going to hinge on whether I think it's ultimately good or not. I think it has the most potential to be an amazing system or the system that everybody complains about. Yeah. I mean, it could be end up being both, right? Because initially, yeah. I think we were all more okay with some of those systems in certain expansions than we were in the long run. Legion being the exception where we pretty much liked that the whole way through. Yeah. Um, the, the, ne- the necklace had so many problems. The biggest problem with the necklace was it was an item you really couldn't see. Like, it was supposed to be this so important, but you don't see it hanging yeah. off your dude the way that your giant weapon hung out in Legion. Um, that always... That always rubbed me wrong because it just felt like, okay, well, it's just it's just numbers. There's no actual tangible thing in this world. It's just some little fake thing that's on me that I assume is on me. It's only it's on my character sheet, must be on me. But you'd never know if you looked at me. It kind of annoyed me. Um, 
let's talk about there's a bunch of other stuff. The talent tree over over over. No, I want to talk about talent trees. Oh, you do. Let's do that then. Yeah, yeah, because here's the here's the problem, Scott. Is people always think I'm nothing but negative about World of Warcraft, and I have a lot of concerns and questions about this expansion. One thing I personally feel with a hundred percent certainty is that talent tree revamp is a good thing. Mm. This is the most excited I am about anything that they announce. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, like to me. If you were like, John, you know, how do you feel about Dragonflight? Did it, is it bring you back to the game? Uh, no. But the thing that gets me the closest is that they're going back to talent trees like this. Like, I think this is an incredibly smart move, especially when you look at like what the pain points of previous expansions have been, you know, artifact power and Azerite power and uh, all of that business. Like, this is a way for them to keep that stuff permanent and continue to matter it, assuming they execute it well like that's kind of the default you have to say about anything but assuming they execute it well like this is a way um to really customize your character in a cool way to be able to give people new things each level or each expansion without having to turn around and yank the rug out from under them and Again, I'm not 100% sure, but judging by what I'm seeing in the screenshots, it looks like you're going to be able to save a bunch of builds, yeah, and it totally. looks like you're going to be able to switch on the fly more or less, mm -hmm. which to me, because a lot of people go, well, we had this before, and they got rid of it, and they got rid of it for a reason. But they made it such a pain in the ass to switch before. So yeah, everybody to just trainer. went to icy yeah. veins and went, what's my build? Yeah. And they And they plugged in their build, and that was it. But if you can switch on the fly, then there genuinely is there will still be people that do that. But there is no reason why I can't go, well, this is how I want to play the game. And then if I have to get serious to do a dungeon or a raid, I'll save this and I'll switch to it. It's no big yeah, deal. He confirmed that in our interview, though. They will be builds that you will. Uh, he did say <laughs> I did say, is this tied to, to transmog at all? Because I'll bet people are asking for that. And he goes, oh, like 10 days ago, they've been asking for that. So it sounds so like something. his answer was negative 10. Was the yeah, was that what it was? Yeah, it was something like yeah. that. He's like, what are the, um, you're like, what are the chances, uh, you know, and he's like, I, negative 10. Yeah, I said, like, how many? <laughs> oh, that's what it was. I said, how many minutes till somebody demands that? And he says, negative 10. Um, but but the um, the ability to save builds for your talent tree spec and your 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 class spec and your and your uh, talent spec. Or no, what, what was it? Class spec and your. Oh, shit. Your trans two trees. You were like uh, transmogs tied to talent builds. That's going to be a thing. Right, but uh, but it, like, but the no, way it is, yeah, the way it is right now though, there's two trees, and one's called one, one's the well, I can't remember what they're called. Specialization anyway. and talents, I guess so. Um, but anyway, yes, the the idea is that you'll save those, and they'll be hot swappable, and you won't have to go to some trainer and then dump all the points and then go add the points back in manually. F that noise. That would be no, a terrible. The Diablo three. It sounds it's the Diablo three route where if you're out of combat, you can switch things up. Yeah, and in this case, you can switch very complicated things up by just flipping a switch and say, I want the build I call John's and happy can, time or whatever. You can still do that with armor sets too, right? So if you have an armor set that's – like it's not for transmog, but I think you can save actual armor That's sets. already a thing, yeah, I believe. Yeah. yeah, so you know, if you have a build that complements a certain set bonus, then boom, you press the button to switch your gear because that's all in Diablo 3. You have an armory now for – Switching gears, depending on what you want to do, and then you have your well, you can't. Oh yeah, that actually does it all in one shot. So you can you switch your abilities and runes. 
and gear all with one button press in Diablo. So it'll be two button presses, I guess. Yeah, which isn't but, a big yeah, deal. Or maybe a macro. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's... Why not? It, there's, I, there's it seems like a good thing to have. Yeah. The people who play this game play it a lot. They play a lot of alts. This is just time-saving for them. So when they get on their alts and they want to do spec three of their four different choices, then yeah. go for it. You know, then, like, you don't want to spend a lot of time. That's an obstacle to fun. I agree. And there'll probably be mods that support some kind of connectivity between transmog and talents and even if they don't let them do that you might be able to have tools on sites that let you import xml data that is basically the build of the of the moment their own screenshots had share and import as features on the button so it it looks like there's going to be a very easy way if somebody's like oh dude you're doing an awesome job tanking what's your tanking build that they might be able to click a button and share a build with you immediately yeah like that's all that stuff is cool. I I have high hopes for it. I mean, obviously they have to execute on it correctly, but this stuff was already in the game. Like that's the thing is a lot of people are being very skeptical about it, but they were already doing this. They just were putting it as temporary systems that lasted a single expansion. Like you had your generic from Missa Pandaria talents that were just evergreen, and then it was like, okay, well here's artifact power and all your powers built on that. That was the equivalent of talents. Like you leveled that up and it's like, okay, you do 5% more crit now. Like it was just being presented to you a different way. So now it's something that's not going away at the end of the expansion and you're not going to have that like, ugh, yeah. that cool ability that made my class feel fun is now gone. Right. And now you get to just lock it in and have it. I and yeah. As well as something to do while you're leveling up instead of congratulations, you leveled up. You unlocked the ability to go to a dungeon. <laughs> Right. Uh, I'm putting up a screenshot here now so people can get a visual in the chat. If you hadn't seen it, um, that's basically it. It looks a little bit of a cluster, but as progression goes, um, you know, these things make sense as you build your character. And it may not be super sensible the day one when you start. But as Jeremy said, they want to keep, um, you know, they don't want to they don't want people to log into the game with a new expansion and go, this doesn't play like my character ever did. So a lot of that stuff will just sort of be there by default. And then you get to go tweak it, change it do whatever you want. They're no longer precious about how you have to respec. And I think that's good. That's good. Um, the UI overhaul has some connection to this. There, uh, a lot has changed in the te- technology and otherwise of, of um, UI and they're changing it. So a lot of scalable I've, stuff, customization. I think it looks nice. Uh, super simplified in a lot of ways. That's my jam. I like that. I like less clutter. And yeah, uh, been playing an MMO that doesn't allow mods. And let me tell you, not having mods is a wonderful thing. So yeah. anything that moves us in the direction of not having mods, I am a hundred percent for. Yeah. There will get some emails on that. Um, but I agree with you. And technically <laughs> I, I prefer a modless experience personally. I just think if the game is good enough at all the things it does, I prefer no mods, but um, this is a big step in that direction. And it's the first major overhaul to that since like 18 years, as Jeremy said, it's been 18 years since they've done anything to the core UI and that's a long time. That's a really long time. I've heard some criticism saying that this is a bit of a, a, I don't know if anybody still uses this term, like a nothing burger feature because everybody uses customizable UIs anyway. So them doing this is kind of a waste of time seeing as everybody's just going to use a mod anyway. I don't know if I would go that far. Um, I do see that point 
right? Like yeah. you put in time and effort into a feature that's not going to impact that many people. But I still think the ability to change the default UI and customize it the way you want and not have to rely on the mods should be in the game. And just because people may not use it doesn't mean that that's not the way it should yeah. be. This, that might be what talking heads say, but this might be one of those things that's based on data. Like they send out surveys, surveys and stuff. Oh, yeah. Or, and just see people's pattern, like what's the reason for leaving? Too complicated. Oh, did you so see? Like, you know, yeah. a super wow user is like, look at how they've simplified things <laughs> so bad. You know, yeah. and you and I might be like, ah, we liked it the way it was before. But sure. Although I don't really, the one thing about this game, about this announcement, I should say, first of all, is this the cinematic for it? Or is this like, you know how Legion had a teaser where they showed Illidan in a gym? No, this is it. This is the cinematic, yes. man. This yeah, so this cinematic, uh, I don't want to say bad things about it. It looks good as always, but it's very meh, at least if you're not already a World of Warcraft What player. about this idea that they have named this character Stony Danza? What if that? What if you knew that? Then how do you feel? No, no. Stony <laughs> Danza. This and then, is why, yeah, Scott, I yeah. needed you to let me talk glowingly about talent tree revamps and UI overhaul. Yeah. Because all those WoW fans that are like, look at John saying nice things about the game. I'm about to burn every bridge. Oh, no. The oh, bridges no. are coming down. Okay. This cinematic is the worst cinematic they've ever oh. this is the bottom of the barrel of War warcraft cinematic you are I mean, not if okay we're, if to we're be clear favorites it's definitely on low tier for well sure. let, let's be clear too this is not you saying the technical prowess here is subpar that's not what you're saying no it's beautiful it sounds good they're presenting a story in a in a compelling way but it didn't tell me much about the expansion. It seems to hinge on this meme ability and clearly very meme ability, seeing as we've already nicknamed him Stony Danza. Like, they, it's a story I've seen. They did this with the May cinematic. Oh, she's got a triumph over harsh weather conditions and issues and overcome burdens. Don't hey, we all hey, love hey, May? Now, they, May. Leave, leave May? You leave May out of this. I'm not saying it was bad, but I'm saying they've done it again. He's like Zappy Boy no, 2.0. No, you've gone too they're far. Like, no. They're you like, leave look May at alone. this stone man. Isn't it cool the way he... Uh, isn't it cool the way he... Um, triumphs over these hardships it's like yeah but that's the same story you told me with uh zappy boy the last meme lord that you invented for a cinematic <laughs> like i i don't think i they get it he, he stood there player. very stoically oh they totally did they were tweeting about his meme ability within minutes of the, ex the cinematic hit. yeah like, there was i think they had a lot of they leaned super heavy into he's kind of cute and endearing looking and look he's got to do his duty and, and he's oh, stoic look, he's gonna and, go up and thor himself on this crystal and i it's not terrible i just feel like i've seen it a hundred times and the only thing i see in the back of my mind when i watch this cinematic is a bunch of people going wait till the community sees this good stone boy we've made and the way they <laughs> cheer for him and i hate it i hate it so much <laughs> i knew you I were mean, gonna I, have just, this take for the I record know. like I sort of agree that this is about as meh as I'm like, this is for people who already play World of Warcraft. Oh, 100%. Like, if you're trying to bring in new players, imagine Elden Ring was like, hey, there's a statue that walks around. Like, what? Like, it, it, you know, they're going to show the cool bits, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, this is like, not, this is this is a cool bit. He's a watcher, right? It's a cool bit for someone who already knows what that is. Otherwise, I'm going like, why is this exciting? Like, that's what sort of way I looked at it. And the dragons at the end were all right, but it was literally, you know, 
I think it was meant to be like, look, dragons, what a surprise. Well, it's some nice, but, some nice um, fan service. Got Alex yeah. Draza there grabbing him before he shatters, you know? And I yeah, do but, wonder how this cinematic would have landed if we didn't know that the expansion was called Dragonflight and see big art of Alex Draza beforehand. Oh, that's I, a good I, point. I didn't know it was called Dragonflight, so I can oh. tell you. Uh, oh, well, because I was going to say, I was, like, I was just waiting for dragons the whole time. I was like, something. I, rea- I realized you know. after it was leaked, but I I mean, I pay, I don't pay that much attention to WoW news so much. So I was like, I even forgot there was an event. I was like, oh, there's an event. I was like, oh, shit. So I ended up watching it. But um, I was just waiting for when it was the good part was going to come. Because usually when, uh, as you know, Blizzard does these trailers, it's like there is some buildup. There is a lead up. Diablo 4 trailer was like just some weirdo for a while. And then you're like, Oh shit, it's Lilith splooge. And like, you know, like, like this one, I was like, okay, they're showing this boring statue stuff because I'm about to get messed up. You know, like this cinematic's about to take me by my ears and throw me off a cliff. Yeah. And it just didn't happen. No, you know, I was really. like, oh, so the stone guy did his job. Okay, great. And I the, mean, I understand um, we can't build a cinematic around talent trees are coming back, but uh, <laughs> I just watched it and I was like, what part of this is getting me excited about the expansion? Because none of it did. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So of all of the ones, I mean, I, I, I think the artistry at, on display here has always been top notch, top grade, top shelf. But I was trying to rank them in my head. And in terms of just sort of pure hype, I think it's hard to deny the first cinematic in 04. It still has a lot of punch to it. It's yeah. like, whoa, look what we're doing. Well, and, and it sells you on the world and the fight yeah. between Horde and Alliance. Like the the vanilla one is the oldest, and yet still I feel like it hits that like rhythm so mm-hmm. well of you know, you got the buildup, you see the Horde and the Alliance characters separate, and then it hits that big musical bump and they start fighting each other. Yeah. Like it's, it's really good. It's really effective. It's also insane how good it still looks despite its age. Um, and yeah. they've certainly gotten better at this. No, no doubt you compare them and you can see differences, but you know, a lot like Pixar movies, it's like, well, the original Incredibles looks incredible, but have you seen Encanto or something? You know, they're not Pixar, but whatever, seen a more modern one. It's mind blowing how much they've learned since, but it still holds up and looks amazing. So I'd still think I'd put that at number one for all those reasons. Um, not looking at it just technically, but yeah, when they tell the best stories, they're the, they're at their best, and this is fine. I'm not going to say I hate it, but I but I but I'm with you, John. On there's just a very pedestrian thing being told here, and they I do kind of cheat at the end with like. Hey, what do we do here at Blizzard when there's a big moment at the end of our trailer? The music has a crescendo. A dragon goes gung-gung on top of a building and then goes and then show the logo. We've seen this a hundred times. Yeah, that's Cataclysm. That's <laughs> Wrath of the Lich King when the Syndragosa goes Yeah, it's just kind of that. You know, you know. And, and that's a badass moment. And I think, I mean, I, I think this was meant to be a little more positive. Like, I, I don't know if that was explicitly intended, but. I mean, the game's called World of Warcraft, so we are expecting more. But there was a sense of just positivity about this trailer, mm. you know, uh, in terms of no one's fighting anybody. Yeah. And no one's fighting anybody or plotting the demise of, of, of other people. It's right. like, uh, could you do your job, please? Yeah, I'll do my job. Good good man. And <laughs> good, then it's like, oh, shit, time to do the job I had. Yeah. He does the job, and they're like, yay, we're back. And, yeah. you know, it's like it's very – lovey-dovey, not very Warcrafty at all. And this is your hype trailer. This is the two minutes of cinematic that everyone's going to see, whether they play your game or not. 
And you're kind of following up like the Sylvanas versus Boulevard cinematic is pretty bad. Like I like that. that that's, that's good. Uh, yeah. No shadow. Forget Lines about where that storyline went. That cinematic was just cool. alone. Like I've been play cool. Shadowlands. I have no context. I know there's a guy called the jailer and I know Anduin, uh, continues his uh, campaign of suckage throughout, the, <laughs> <laughs> throughout Azeroth. And yeah. and uh, Uther went blue. That's about all I got from <laughs> from, from everything. And um, and you know Sylvanas uh, is a ba- apparently a poorly written character in the game. Th- those are the th- those are the things I know about Shadowlands. That's it. Yeah. And um, cool cinematic. Uh, you know, like she sort of was written one way and then completely one eighty'd. Um, but. I still love that trailer. I'm like, I loved my Shadowlands experience. That trailer, I watched it like recently. Hundred <laughs> percent. Just of your uh, randomly, I'm like, I watch Blizzard trailers all the time. They're amazing. They're and amazing. You, all you need is that two minutes, and you get context, story, you get chills. That Diablo, you know, that's still that Diablo Four trailer is one of the greatest things ever amazing. made, ever made by anybody ever, and it's just just incredible and, to watch. But I, I look, I go back to Miss Pandaria all the time for some reason. That cinematic is the one that gives me chills. That's the one that I actually see, and, get. And I would say that this one is the closest to the Miss as far as feel. Oh yeah, because Miss Pandaria doesn't tell a big story. It just sort of introduces you to here's what's going on. Here's where we are. Get ready to learn about this place. Right. And in a way, that's exactly what this one does. I just, I felt, is badass, I felt oh joy God. during the Miss Pandaria one. And I just found myself getting annoyed. Cause when, when, when one. Chen Stormstout starts Chen talking about awesome. family and starts talking about hope and home and all this, when that voiceover kicks in and it shows the Vista, the mist clears, those two dopey alliance and horde guys are standing there slack jawed and you just see the vista of that place open up. I get tingly. And when he, he, he like licks his lips and squares his cool uh, ninja hat down with the camera right before the logo rolls. It doesn't get any better than that. I'm right now. I'm having chills thinking about it. Yeah, Literally yeah, look at my skin. Good. It's good. Miss, Miss trailer is amazing. There, you know, everyone's allowed a miss every now and then. I really think, I think totally they were going for something constructive, positive, blah, blah, blah. And it's just not, yeah. you know, we dragons, like even Final Fantasy 14 has like people. Ugly dragons. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. That is, <laughs> yes. But you know, like think about that trailer for a second. It's, it's arguably like good CG, but not as good as Blizzard quality that we known to, known to expect. Yeah. But it still had people fighting and talking and telling a story and, you know, sweet anime soundtrack. Um, Look, this was just, it was literally like, here's a guy made of stone. That's why I asked if it was a teaser trailer because, or an announced trailer, because Legion, we might be seeing something new. Legion had a trailer. Um, that oh, was that trailer so good. Illidan, Illidan and a gem. And later on, we got, I think, a proper Legion trailer. We did. With, uh, yeah, we, yeah. So, so, so part good. of me wants to reserve judgment on that. I wasn't sure how hard uh, John was like, I'll go hard on this before I even, uh, you know, I'm just I'm like, maybe we should temper our expectations on this trailer because it might be just a longer announced trailer than what we're used to. And could be, you know, they've done other cinematics throughout an expansion before. Maybe there's a little more something in the pipeline because this is very non story. And since Wrath, the trailers have had some context or grounding in what's going on. Yeah, yeah and really... I think Legion, you're right, was the first time where they started doing multiple of the CG quality trailers. Like we yeah. started seeing several an expansion. Like we got so many during Battle for Azeroth. It was insane. Yeah. So oh, we might get a launch trailer where one of these we, dragons we lands on a one. night elf and rips his and, head off. 
here's the other thing uh, I will say. This might be a case. Uh, I'll revisit my thoughts on this later. Yeah. But this might be like Cats for me. Not Cats the musical. Just Cats in general where it's like, I don't think I like Cats because people who like Cats are annoying. But in reality, I just don't like people who like Cats. And Cats are actually <laughs> fine. Well, so we know you don't this, like anything. You stand, this, stand right at the front. <laughs> this trailer this trailer might actually be good and not as meme as I think it is. It might just be all the people that are like, Stony Danza, huh? And I'm just like, that's bugging me. And yeah. it's I'm I'm projecting my frustration with the the memes I'm are, seeing. Are you on taking the trailer. are you taking Stony Danza for granite? Is that what you're doing? Oh, <laughs> see what I did? Oh, see what I did? I, did, ding, I kept ding, it ding, going. Ding, ding, ding. Score one for Scott. Yeah. yeah. See? See? Yeah. This one. No, you're making it. Sorry. Continue your point. You're making it. No, that's fine. It's fine. So I don't know. It's just, it was one of those things where it didn't really land for me because I felt like I had seen this in multiple Blizzard cinematics before in multiple formats. And it just feels like, it feels like simple. Let's try and get someone invested very quickly. And I think, you know, maybe hopelessly i've wished for deeper storytelling from blizzard and i understand you've only got a little cinematic try and make me care about stone boy as uh <laughs> as, as quickly as humanly possible you know is yeah. your goal but i it's just like i would rather you show me a character that i do care about and tell me a compelling story about them than try and introduce something make me care about them real quick show me that they're doing a very good job and are a very good stone boy yeah. and then you know wrap up your trailer it just felt it felt artificial. Well, here's me. the original line. I'm going to show the chat as I play it. Imagine him saying this. Originally, this is what the audio was right here. Okay. He looks up after waking up. Oh, Jesus. That's what he says. <laughs> I think they should have gone with that like, cut. Oh, no. That would have been a better cut, I think. Maybe stuck oh, with that. Uh, well, all right. So that's we had a quick related email here I wanted to read before we move on. Um, Dark Shaggy wrote in. I like to think that's like some kind of dark universe version of Shaggy who killed, you know, killed and ate Scooby-Doo and oh no, wrecked the van and, you know, who knows. What all <laughs> you went did. very dark. Yeah, the dark Shaggy. Anyways, what he says, he says, hey, guys, I always love the show. I just wanted to know your feelings on WoW with the new expansion and changes coming. After the Activision Blizzard lawsuit, I quit WoW. I couldn't support it when a daughter when I, when I had a daughter of my own in uh, in the in the way, I think he meant on the way. <laughs> in the way, she was in the, <laughs> way. the way. She was on the way. I'm writing an email. Uh, it's a weird typo. Anyway, and if she was ever put in a position like that, I played WoW for 15 years and always daydreamed of playing WoW as my, uh, with my family, me, my wife, my daughter, my dad. So, do any of these changes excite you? And most importantly, have you heard or seen any changes happening at the company that you think makes uh, all of this worth going back to play WoW? So, it's a two pronged question. First of all, there's some people who are annoyed with me this week. Because they're like, you ended the instance over it, which is not true. Um, but they have all these assumptions about why I ended the instance or why I don't talk about WoW as much as we used to or any of that. None of that was true. I'm super pissed at the at the company and Activision in particular. Still, I still think there's a ton they need to do. They've made some good movement. There's a lot of talk internally that they're happy about this possible Microsoft buyout. You guys heard, if you've really actually listened to me, you've heard me say it all. Um, it doesn't mean that we're not going to pay attention to when things come out of Blizzard, including announcements like this. Obviously, we're talking about it today. So that will continue happening. We'll do interviews and we'll still hold them to the fire on this other stuff when it's appropriate. However, uh, did anything I see, even if you took, so this is where I wanted to come, come with this email. Even if you took out all 
of the lawsuit stuff and the issues around it. It's hard to ignore. I know that. I haven't played a Blizzard game since last July when it dropped. Okay, so I know how a lot of you feel. I haven't. I haven't played any of it. Um, did what I saw on the nineteenth make me go, "Ooh, got to check back in on WoW. Can't wait to play that again." After my eighteen straight years of playing it. The answer is complicated. I, I'm curious about some of it, but some of it's just a little superficial at this point. We don't know the depth or detail. So we just kind of know on the surface of what they're planning. And there was nothing here that made it a must play. I'll tell you that. There were, and there's enough here to make me consider it or think about it or maybe check in, maybe do the leveling or something and not worry about endgame. Um, but all of that aside, I don't think there was anything here that was so earth shattering that it made me just got to get back in as soon as that thing comes out. I didn't feel that way. Yeah. I mean, I quit WoW long before the Blizzard thing was the the controversy around Activision Blizzard came out. It isn't why I quit the game. Uh, We ended up our WoW show uh, long before, not long before, but before all of that came out as well. So that wasn't the reason for any of it. Um, It certainly didn't do them any favors in my book, but you know, I, I don't, I don't blame anybody if that's the reason you don't want to play. Like to me, what Activision Blizzard did uh, makes me not want to play their games is just as good a reason as I don't think talent trees are going to be good, so I'm not going to play. Like yeah, it doesn't really matter what your reason is. Yeah. You, like you don't have to fight for the best moral reason or the best reason to to or not to do something. So uh, to me. You know, that was never a part of it, but I respect anybody that that is their reason for it. Like, that's fine. Uh, So I don't want the emailer to think I'm putting them down. for. Oh, yeah. I don't want to discount that either. I mean, I haven't played for the exact same reason he had that he's talking about. But I've my brain has always been. We'll see what they do. Maybe they'll improve things and and then maybe it will improve my attitude about playing them. Because right now I just don't like I don't like how it feels to play them. Yeah. I feel bad when I play them. So that's me, though. I am not yeah. prescribing this to anyone else. And I think that's kind of what you're saying. Everybody have your own. And it's fine. Everyone have their own thing. Yeah. It's totally I, I mean, like to me, it's always been a case of uh, most companies, if not all companies, do some pretty shitty things. Um, you, If you're going to try and avoid based on morality, you're not going to have a lot of stuff in your life, realistically. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever the reason doesn't matter. Um, did this win me over, uh, back to wow? Uh, probably not. Like, here's the thing. I would say this is a good wow announcement. If I was still playing world of Warcraft today and I saw this, I'd probably be pretty hyped. Um, but I spent a lot of years doing a wow podcast going, ah, it'd be cool if wow did this. It'd be cool if wow did this It'd be cool if wow did this. And I, I didn't realize it, but I was basically explaining a different game. And I found that in a different game. And so now I'm pretty happy. And nothing that they showed really made me go, oh, yeah, I want to go back to that. That said, whenever this comes out, we didn't get a release date. No. Uh, Beta soon. Nothing else is going on. I might give it a go. Like, sure. there's nothing here that off put me so much that I'm like, no, I will never play this game. But, uh, you know, it is a $15 a month sub plus buying this, the, the game itself. Uh, yeah, that ain't going to be free as far as I know. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I, I would have to be a bit bored. I'm not going to race out and pre-order it and play it, but I'm not opposed to it. Like, I think 
if you are into WoW and you like World of Warcraft, like I think this was a pretty good showing for you, honestly. Yeah, I I do too. Bo, do you how do you uh, feel in the end on all that? I mean, for the guy to play, or you well, know, you family? like you, you or anyone? Like, do you, did this do anything I mean, to you to make you go, "Oh, I haven't been since Battle for Azeroth"? Yeah, but I'm I mean, back it just in, brings baby. up the, the, the age old question. Like, I, I I really dig World of Warcraft. I I would like to play it. Um, there's just there's too many systems in there that I don't like that outweigh the desire to play it. And this, I don't think there's anything they can do. And it's not unique to WoW alone. It's like the MMO space entirely. Like reputation bars, achievements, time-gated content, more than is necessary. Obviously, I don't mind patches that update content periodically. Um, let me play my way if I'm only going to play for a month and enjoy the story and get my experience out of it. Don't make me play. Like, don't pad your... St- they're stat padding with daily logins, and it's just so obvious. And I'm not, I'm not there for them to farm. Yeah. So, and that's not just this game. It's Black Desert. It's Lost Ark. It's you name it. That's MM, AAA MMOs status, and it, it's um, mm. I find it insulting. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you know, like I, I find it insulting towards my time when they when they don't they don't say like, yeah, you know, he's just going to play for a month. And just be fine with that. And they want the daily login people. And I just feel like they're farming people. So that's a philosophical reason not to like it, which I don't want to mix in because you may be a lot of people, you know, I've talked to people like, I don't care about this stuff. You're some people think I'm off the deep end. (laughs) And it may very well be the case. Yeah. So I don't know. I would talk to your family and find out what they would like to do and be willing to compromise. Maybe it's not the game that you want to play, but it's a game everyone finds fun. Mm -hmm. I recommend Valheim. Uh, well, that's and that's, favorite MMO. I'm glad you brought that up. We have an email about that in a sec. Uh, because Valheim is, you know, for a lot of people is becoming that thing for them. It is scratching those things, some of those similar itches and games like it. Um, I guess I, I didn't articulate this very well and I want to make sure this is also clear. So I have a problem, you know, right now I just have a problem playing Blizzard games and I do want to see change in that company and all of that. But what I didn't see at this, this reveal was anything that convinces me that anything past leveling is going to be radically different. And I'm not saying they have to be, I'm saying for me to be 18 plus years into a game, I need to start doing something different and it can't just be, it can't be the same stuff. And, and largely it will be, it's going to still be dungeons and mythics and all those things. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm good. I'm well, good. If you could do it for a month when they have a new release. Maybe that's all you need. You know, you're buying that, a box. Yeah. And if like I do that, you're spending forty to sixty dollars. They should, right. you know. Yeah, and if they do, like, and if that happens, you know what? I probably, I could see myself saying, "I want to see this content. I want to see this new class, and I want to see these ten levels, and I want to hear that yeah. story." And if they supplement it with a bunch of other cinematics, the way they did with BFA, which I loved all that stuff. Really thought that was my favorite part of BFA was waiting for these small cinematics to land. I'd love that stuff. And even when, when Sylvanas yelled, yelled at all the horde and took off and sliced, what's his name? That was great. Yeah. That was great stuff. They dropped the ball on that hard in this last expansion. But my point is like, I'd be interested in all of that, but I, I want to do something different. And there's so many games now that let you do different things at all levels, different kinds of games. Like we're just not in the same place we were 18 years ago where, you could just say, well, here's the game. This is the game I'm going to play, and that's all I'm going to play. And so, you know, for me, for me, I need to know that there's, there's more than just grind something when you're done. 
I don't want to yeah. grind anymore. O- online personas are different too. I don't think it's something we talk about as much, but I, when I played Planet Side 1, there's no social media. People didn't, I could have looked like anything. So when I logged yeah. into Planet Side, I was Gorath. Yeah. And that was fun. Gafurath. I was playing a fictional character. Now everyone's got a Twitter. Everyone's their social media profile now. I, and I feel like it comes between you and a lot of people in their online video game persona. Because when you're in an MMO now, you're not, there's a, even a hint of RP, even if it's just with yourself, feeling like I'm this person in this world and people know me as this. It's like a fan, there's a fantasy element to it. And I just feel so disconnected from that feeling I had back in even in early WoW days when I was pretending that was my character. Nobody knew me but for my name. Sure. Um, I just don't feel that anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of, sort, sort of the same. And I don't know, maybe there's a whole generation ready to dive into WoW. I just, maybe it's I, an age thing. Maybe I just grew out of that. I don't yeah. Know. Very, I mean, very I'll possible. I'll say this, like, whether it's the best expansion in, you know, probably Wrath or Legion or the worst expansion in Warlords of Draenor, I, there hasn't been a single WoW expansion that I haven't loved the leveling experience. Yeah. Every single one, even Shadowlands. I agree. I have great. enjoyed the leveling great. up and the story. And then I get to the end and it immediately plummets off a cliff for me. But um, that that initial little bit is universally a good experience yeah. and always has been. It always has been. I have no doubt this will be really great in that way. It's They're really good at that. They defined it and they do it really well. And I'm sure it'll be that that part will be great. So now you just got to ask yourself: Will that be worth forty nine bucks and a fifteen dollar <laughs> one month sub? And maybe it will. Yeah. I think it. I might mean, be maybe for me. you get a free month. Maybe. Maybe yeah, right? that's yeah you true. probably get free thirty days and a level yeah. boost. Like, yeah, you're probably good for a month. The problem is they 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 want to want to keep you around. Like that's yeah, of course. I don't even mind keeping like if a WoW life cycle was like I play a lot during the first month or two, then I come back for content drops even for a month or two on content drops. Yeah. That would be great. It's just when I get in there, it's like, well, you got to get that reputation bar. Well, you, you got to, there's some achievement. I got, I get a sucker. I had to talk myself out of playing Elden Ring because I'm missing two achievements and I could do it on a second playthrough. Mm. And I had to sit down myself and I'm like, that's fake content. <laughs> you play the game, you spent 220 and the way it, like, and I saw an article too, the guy who invented achievements for Xbox or implemented it, retired after 20 years. And I'm like, good riddance. Get the hell out of here. Get out of here, dude. <laughs> get that shut. Don't let the door, the door can't shut fast enough on you in your retirement. I'm sure you're a nice person, but like, screw you for achievement. Like, I think achievements are the most like manipulative, low barrier and they, they maybe initially it just seemed like a little fun pop. Like, hey, here's a fun pop. But like the wow achievements, my God. They oh, yeah. send me into a rate. Like I don't I'm a pretty calm person, but I open up that achievement panel and I and then I start to be like, maybe I can get that one, maybe I can get that one. And I'm like, it's happening again. Ah and I just get so mad. I get so mad about it. Well, some people see achievements as extra game. And I think that can be, but I think you have a good point. Like you can spend a hundred hours farming some achievement, or you could actually play a second game. Yeah, and like on yeah. your deathbed, and you're like, "What are all the games I played? I got all the achievements in one video game." It's like, come on, man! Like, don't do that to people. That's unfair. Just make the game what it is, and don't oh, we're and make basic achievements and finish the game. Yeah. Give right? us these, like, send us your thoughts the game, on this. I would finish lo- the first dungeon. I would love a deeper dive into achievement. Uh, achievement stuff. So if you've got thoughts Always on this, had, email. Had us. so much respect for heroes. They never once put a single achievement. They tied a few portraits. Like 
if it's done tastefully, it's okay. But yeah. they really didn't. I, I love them forever for making a good game. You don't like that there's just like a <laughs> there's an entire manual of of uh, achievements in in a game like WoW. That's a lot. There is a lot. It's it's every yeah. time there's a new expat like and I just there's a part of my brain, I think it's like a lot of us, where you kind of feel like, let me get a couple of these. You start to get into it. And yeah. I know on month two, where I just want to play World of Warcraft for a month, first of all, not all the raids released. And second of all, not all of something else is released. And oh, yeah, well, you don't a have a complete story. They don't tell a complete story. They don't tell box. a complete I don't get to the end and be like, oh, I know everything. They barely finish it in the expansion. <laughs> you know, like they do resolve it, but it's very... And it's okay. It is what it is. I just don't like things getting dragged out. And maybe there's an audience for that, and I'm not the audience. And I just had to make that decision because I love video games. Sure. And I want, like, everything we talked about for Dragonblight, except the cinematic, I'm like, this is cool. I like the dragon flying. I like the drag theater. I, I'm, I'm, we could get bigger torsos for sure. But And the talent trees look awesome. Cleaner UI, sure. So, like, more content. I see nothing but positives here for an old game that yeah. pleasing its fans. Yeah. Um, but it, it's the, you know, the MMO, the, the 2022 MMO, uh, design practices are, are not for me. Sorry. Yeah. I think that's why I was looking for some change in that regard here, but I don't think it's yeah. this. I don't, I don't think, think and they're not going to hype that up, right? And we're maintaining our achievement system. Come play <laughs> Dragonflight. <laughs> I like, <laughs> we, let me tell you when I bailed on achievements, it was a very specific time for me. It was the 360 had introduced them, right? extensively introduced them. Everybody else has all followed suit now, but I remember we were playing gears like, Oh my God, achievements. Wow. Yeah. Right. So I saw this wow. stuff pop and I thought, Oh, this is great. Little, little dopamine pop. And then Sony imp- introduced trophies, which was their version of achievements. And I remember how tribal people got about achievements are the only way to do it. Trophies are stupid. They're second to the party. This, the, <laughs> and I went, Same thing. Yeah. I went, this yeah. is, su- this sucks. You may as well be yeah. doing Pepsi Coke right now. What are you guys even freaking doing? And I bailed on that. I don't care about achievements at all. Now it's not even content. It's literally a notification. You're getting happy about a notification. Like, like I'm variable. Like yeah. we're going to, I'm going to talk about achievements at some point on this uh, podcast. We'll get to it. Um, most of the time I don't care. Most of the time I ignore it. Sometimes it's important. I think I think it affects players in different ways. I do think it would be an interesting conversation because yeah. I do think people look at them different ways. Like, I do, and I'm I mean, we're sure. already seeing it in the chat. People are like, I don't pay any attention to achievements, but I think there are also people that use that as a roadmap of, well, clearly this is what they want me to be doing. This is how I should be spending my time, and I don't think that's an unfair feeling for uh, them to feel like it's being expected of them. They yeah. put it in the game. Clearly, they want you to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's a, there's a reason for that stuff, and I think, I don't know. I would love to hear your takes, though. Talk to the court, gmail.com. Keep those coming. Okay, we got some news on the D&D front. Let's go back to where it all began, all right? Forget about all these video games. <laughs> Actually, this is about a video game, but they yeah, did a D&D way, I, Direct. Hold out the video game. <laughs> yeah, they did, uh, they did a D&D Direct, and they talked about a bunch of D&D stuff. Uh, we'll focus on the one that's video game related here. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is now confirmed to be releasing not this year but next 2023 yeah after a very long uh and this is big they were cagey last time they did a larian they're like hey it'll be released we don't know when yeah so now they're saying 2023 
Yeah, they got him and now. Can't they can't renege on that, right? That has to happen. Well, so it wasn't the D and D guys saying they didn't pull a, a Warcraft three reforged and didn't tell the developers about the release date. <laughs> they, yeah. they, 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 they. It was literally uh, the Larian people saying in twenty twenty three this game will be released. Yeah. And so we have a confirmed release date for the game. I'm so I've having played a lot of Celesta, I'm like, yeah, Celesta's good, but Baldur's Gate 3 is gonna be way better. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> and um I have no doubt. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. So yeah, th- there was some other video game news, but like it's like expansion for Neverwinter or something like that. Yeah, know. it's a little bits and bobs. <laughs> some some new actual tabletop stuff, but um you know, for the most part, this was this was the big announcement from that. And, uh, yeah, they showed a video as well. It's like a, they call it a journey so far trailer, which is just like, here's where we're at and where we're going. And, uh, they'll be done at the, well, we don't know what, when in 2023, I hope earlier than later, cause I really want to yeah. play that game. We have some people in our community who are still playing that thing for, you know, every day and it's still, it's still in early access and they've been through it all already. And they're going to go start another character again and try a slightly different run and, you know that's that speaks well of what should be a really rad experience when they're done. So. I think I'm I think I'm gonna have to dip my toe. Now that I got my sweet PC, and now that it's gonna be like a year at least. Yep. I'm like, oh, I gotta. I, I know. Gotta play this thing. Tempting, right? Thing. Tempting. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad I bought it, but it, I literally you know bought it almost two years ago now. Oh, I so forgot like, you actually have it. You haven't even installed I it. it. Yeah, yeah. I played a little bit at the beginning on my older computer, and now I'm like. Oh, it's going to look so good. It's going to be perfect. But I'm going to spoil, you know, the first act of the game. I'm yeah. like, there's only three acts. And like, uh. I know. And it only goes to like level five now, I think, you know, so it doesn't go very high in the levels. And yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of want the full experience. But I think the difference, uh, it's just, it's going to be really good. Like, this is going to, this is going to be a must play when it comes out. There's just so much TLC being poured into this thing. Well, another related email we got from Telbert asked this question. Hey, guys, I wonder if you can answer this question for me. Is there a game out there that super matches D&D rules and feels and the feel of D&D? Old or new, it works, but I don't know what game that is, says Telbert. Celasta? Um, is a really know. good example of a, of a thing. Celasta is literally fine. It's about as fine. It's just it's only good at the combat part. Like. The storytelling's campy, and you can't do a lot with the skill checks. Like, yes, there's mm-hmm. roles and stuff, but it it's no Larian. Like, no. Larian, you can kind of do anything. Like, it's very interactive outside of combat. Yeah. Even socially, uh, using weird items in weird ways. That's why Baldur's Gate 3 is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, recommendation one is, if you're so desperate, play Baldur's Gate 3. Because yeah. that's going to be the premiere experience. Just, it's unfinished. Yeah. And then... Second place is is Solasta. Yeah, Solasta. Yeah, neat. I'm gonna. Oh, go ahead, Scott. No, guys, just gonna just confirm. Just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I agree. Solasta is a rad little five uh, e like game that that it, in no, the combat. Well, not like it is. It, yeah. it it's as close to playing five e on a VTT, but that's a video game as you can get. It's yeah, li- like the, and the combat is very uh, accurate um, and good. It's just. It doesn't use, it's not licensed, so it only uses the free rules and then makes things up uh, on its own Sure. in those spots. So if you have a favorite subclass, it's probably not in this game potentially, but yeah. they made up their own subclasses and it's it's fine. It just, it walks like, walks and talks like 5e duck. Uh, John, what I'm would gonna you tell, uh, willfully Tilbert? ignore what the emailer asked. 
and recommend uh, Divinity 2 Original Sin, which mm. is nothing close to five or D&D's official rules, but it is very close to a D&D feel um, and is available right now. And I would also recommend uh, Wildermyth, which is... Oh, yeah. So I kind of feel like both of those get different aspects. If you want to capture the... Um, like kind of turn-based feel of combat and uh, in an RPG world um, of D and think divinity two is both a really good game and close enough to D and D's rules to be familiar, but it is going to be different. Um, and it's going to get that combat feel really well for you. Wildermyth, I feel like connects more with people that like the role-playing aspect of uh, like tabletop games. Once again, it's not based on actual Dungeons and Dragons rules. It's its own thing, but it does a lot with telling uh, stories that feel a little bit more dynamic, that can go weird places. You have a little more control over the characters. I think both those games do a very good job of capturing aspects of it. But if you're looking for specifically d and I'd probably go with Bo's recommendations. Yeah. Celeste has got both those are good. good. I, I liked everything you guys said. Those are all amazing games. Um, if you like World War II, I played a game this week that I'll talk about. That's sort of sort of like D and D for World War II. Throw it all away. Yeah, if you want a game away. that's not D and D and not even in the wheelhouse, but is a game. Yeah, it's, World War II you know. coming at you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, on that note, it's time for us to read a review. Now, you might think, Hey, Scott, is this a Dear Martha Steam review? Not today. No, sir. This is a Game Pro September 1993 review. Okay. John's been digging those out. And I love it. I love that you're doing these. So uh, we're going to kick this off. John, anything special here? Just go for it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be regular Dear Martha's. You'll you'll know when to restart the music. We're going to have a run of letters in a row, but they're all very short, all about the same subject. So I think it'll be a little interesting. But we'll, start with, we'll start with this one because this one actually made me laugh. All right, excellent. Here we go. My dearest Martha. We are thoroughly appalled at the endings of some video games. Consumers pay $55 for a good game, then play for days to beat it. In the end, though, it's all for nothing. Just an extremely lame ending that says something like, Congratulations, or Try a Harder Level. (laughs) A good example of this is T2 for the Genesis. Virgin put more effort into the credits than the game, or then the ending. Why doesn't GamePro rate ending? You don't have to give them away. Just evaluate them. It would help people make good purchases. Sincerely, Ryan J. and Mike W. Wow. Oh, wait, it took two people to write that? Yeah, two people wrote that one. <laughs> Weird. Hold on, Martha responds. Hold on, we okay. got Martha's response. All right, on what's this. the response? Uh-huh. Oh, I got to start over. Hold on. Ryan J and Mike W. Isn't the game the main attraction? Not what happens once it's over? What do you game pros think? Do you expect a big payoff at the end of a game? Or is it just enough just to know that you've won? Yours, Martha. <laughs> Wait, not, she's not in this life and the next? She's just. No, now? she's just there. Okay. Fair enough. There. That's really uh, that's really all right. great. I got a series of three, uh, four quick quick ones about the same subject. Right, no Martha response on this. All one. right, here we go. 
My dearest Martha, I present to you now four letters about violence in video games. Martha, I understand that some games are too violent for some parents. Those parents shouldn't buy violent games for their kids. If those parents can't take the heat, they should stay out of the kitchen. Yours in this life and the next, Olin Y. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't even want to question. You know what? Before the internet, this is how people complain. It's fantastic. All right. I, I do these because I just want everybody to remember the more things change, the more things stay exactly the same. Very little has changed. All right, here comes number next. I'm 15, and I've read tons of articles on violence in video <laughs> games and can understand why parents get upset. However, I think that the violence prepares kids for real life. <laughs> violence is a part of our everyday lives, and there's no avoiding it. Yours in this life <laughs> and the next, Alan D. I don't like Alan D. freaks me out. I don't like him. He's well, terrible. he's 15, so he's, he probably got that idea from his parents. You're making a good point. Yeah. Well, or one of his parents, he's probably. Young. Right. Yeah, well, he's Two dumb. more. All right, here's the next one. Why don't all these parents get off our backs about the violence in games? Next thing you know, Super Mario Bros. will be censored for crushing small creatures. <laughs> Yours in this life and the next, where's they are. <laughs> That's my favorite. I mean, there are no... I mean, what? Turtles are the only real creatures in those games, I guess. Uh, Goombas, excuse me. Yeah, but what are they? What are Goombas? They're just turds or something. They're mushrooms, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Violence against mushrooms. It's a real problem. You're probably right. It's only turtles. Wow. That was fantastic. You know what I realize is this almost fits the format better because these are old. Kind of like a historical... Like like the Dear Marthas, you know, that that we steal this music from. They're they're basically you know ancient writings that John has unearthed in his old copies of GamePro. It's fantastic. All right, give me one more. All right, one we got more. one more. Here you go, Martha. I was dismayed at Sega's decision to rate their games based on how violent they are. I see more violence on the six o'clock news. <laughs> Yours in this life and the next, Chauncey G. Oh, God. <laughs> Come on, Chauncey. How many spines are getting ripped out on the evening news? Come on. This is a rough name. Chauncey? I know. Chauncey's pretty rough. I know a guy named rough. Dale Chauncey. His last name's Chauncey, and his first name's Dale. Huge. Yeah, last name, huge last dick. name okay. It's okay as a last name. Right? He's a gigantic dick, though. The worst. Yeah. This guy. So now when I hear Chauncey, I just go, freaking. This guy, ugh, it's a whole story. You've got you've got advantage on that role that he's going to be a dick, anyways. Can't say they all are. <laughs> that's true, but that's true. Good probability. That <laughs> it's a lot likely. Of, yeah. It should, I don't know what it is. It makes no sense, but it's just <laughs> Chauncey, man. Chauncey. Does it, does if your extra... name is Chauncey, send your emails to core at gmail. Yeah, I would love to know. Uh, talk to the core at gmail.com if your name is Chauncey and you're offended. <laughs> if you're offended, I want to hear Chaunceys of the world. Get in here. Let I us mean, know. It's probably a Chauncey listens to us who's going to stop soon. It'd be no, just no. like a Chauncey to get offended. He No, he could clear this up. He would write in, and then we would see a Chauncey and go, oh, he's nothing like these other Chaunceys. In fact, we probably should stop judging Chaunceys by their, you know. Like, where is, is it, is it like a, what kind of a name, where does it come from? Is it a British name? <laughs> I like, don't know. Is it, you uh, know, it like. sounds it, British. 
Sean like, Sandy. like you know, some names you can kind of, you can just kind of. I'm just like, where does it, where does it come from, right? <laughs> and and it, it's okay. And if it's new, if you call your child like Desert Flower, like that's weird. But you know, oh, it's some new, unique thing. You know, you have hippie parents or something. Sure, but, sure. Um, well, I found a Chauncey. I found like, a, a thing that gives us origins. It's British, right? Like I, I want to say like Sir Chauncey of Pontisford. Oh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Here it is. A yeah. uh, vast movement of people followed the Norman conquest of England in 1066, uh, brought the Chauncey name to the British Isles. They lived in Chauncey near Amens in northern France. Uh, the sire de Chauncey came from here. Quote, his descendant, Sir, Sir Henry Chauncey, gained distinction as the historian of Hertfordshire. Uh, many, let's see, many of the name and family are settled there. So it says... It's quite possible that Chance may have been, uh, may have also come from that. So, have you ever met anyone named Chance? It's short. Chance for is all right. Like Chance, Chance is a good turnaround for Chauncey. That's yeah. like yeah. taking yeah. a lemon and making lemonade, right there. Chance, it's roguish. There's a roguishness yeah. to a guy named Chance because yeah. ins- the the word implies uncertainty, right? It's mm. literally the word we have for uncertainty. Yeah. Am I going to have a Big Mac tonight, Mom? There's a chance we'll order in. You're like, she didn't say no. (laughs) It's inherently positive is what you're saying. Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Positive, but there is chaos. It could be no. And when you're in that state, you're in that super position of being happy and sad at the same time because it isn't a yes, but not a no. Yeah. That's that in a person. You think it's but Chauncey? Yeah, Chauncey, no, it's a you know? rough one here. Well, look, I've got the U.S. stats here in the United States. The name Chauncey is at the ranking of six hundred six thousand eight hundred and eightieth most popular surnames with an estimated four thousand nine hundred and seventy four people with that name total in the country. So there are hardly any Chaunceys here. If you're four hundred million people, only barely five thousand of them have that name. It's pretty low. And that's why they're all dicks. Just kidding. I don't know. Wait, they could ride to see. Imagine that 5,000 Chaunceys got together in the same room. Oh my gosh. Chauncey overload. That's a Chauncey. Uh, what, what are what's the Chaunceys of that? Yeah. Well, Jesus. Jeez. <laughs> oh, no. That was rough. Rough. Oh, Jesus. That was rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I deserve. That's I what, deserve you get the Shatner yeah. for that. Um, okay. I, got, I got Shatner. You got Shat. Uh, let's move on to, uh, <laughs> to what? To this right here. Games we're playing, I will not go too deep into these because I already talked about them last week, but I have continued to play more Monster Sanctuary. Perfect meeting game. I am telling you, it's great. If someone's on the phone and they're going on and on and on, you wanted to have a little turn-based fun, Monster Sanctuary, and I've been playing it over a browser, freaking just using um, xCloud from Microsoft. Somebody's going to take your bad example and they're going to be like, are you playing video games while talking to me? Like, oh, yeah, no. I guarantee it happens. People just <laughs> yeah, don't Yeah, they're like, why are you doing that? Well, Scott Johnson says this is the thing to do. Like, yeah. that's Scott Johnson. Ah, this we'll is get, how we'll... lawyers end up being cats on important calls. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Steam World Dig 2, thanks to John for reminding me what an awesome game that is. I'm deep back into a replay of that. That game's great. I love, love that, that I played game. 10 minutes and it's now inspired you to play hours. I know I'm deep. I got, I just got the grappling hook, which is a major upgrade in the game. And there's so much stuff in that game. It's such a cool little game. Such It's got the perfect beats of progress, exploration, 
um, difficult but fair. Like it's just great. I love that game so much. Uh, and then the show twenty two, another great meeting game. That 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 and Monster Sanctuary kind of bounce back and forth for my meeting games. Um, and it plays so good on XCloud. I was so I'm so surprised at how well. I'm almost that... fe- feeling like maybe you're taking meetings just to play these games. <laughs> it does feel like it a little bit. You're like you know, let's get some business done. Let's have a call. All right. Because it's nice when one of them I was in a group of like twelve people and it's just a zoom call and for a long time it's other people talking about stuff that's zero connection to me so i'm just you know going to bat taking you know making hits getting a home run here and there and then someone will say all right so scott we need to bet bet bet." and i'll just pause it put it in the background no problem i'm good let's do it uh let's see i also checked back in on power wash simulator they've had some nice patches lately and i wanted to see in there see what they've done and uh that game's rad it's just fun power washing shit and they've added a whole bunch of new things. And I don't know. I think I kind of really like that game. In fact, I bounced. It made me so, okay, when I played car detailing, which I think is good, car detailing simulator is fine. But when I started cleaning stuff in that game, spraying off the car, I was like, well, I got one of these games already. And it's like all about spraying shit <laughs> off of things. So this I is got- what I love. I'm not kidding you, Scott. My favorite thing isn't when you talk about chore core. Yeah. It's when you play a chore core game and you decide to direct compare against <laughs> another chore core game. And it, you just, it's like a thing that nobody is getting tribal about. And yeah. then you come out and you're like, let me set the record straight. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, it's a weird thing. I admit, but man, just spraying a dirty old thing off. It's great. Such a good feeling, and they real they're really honing that game. It's it's great. I went and did the Mars thing where you clean off or you completely clean a uh, a rover. Yeah. So they have you go to Mars and you're just like power washing a rover, the Mars rover. It's amazing. Anyway. If they can send you to Mars with a power washer to wash the rover, what do they need the rover for? That's a really really good question. And they also, although gravity's weird, I can jump and kind of float there. Uh. There's no other protective gear of any sort. Is that how gravity works on Mars? I think, well, Mars is smaller than us, so we're, we float a little, don't we? Isn't that how it works? Aren't they smaller than us? Because less gravity means, you know. I remember my expanse, they find it heavy on Mars, so um, the gravitational pull is less on Mars. Yeah. Wait, let's see. Is that what we're talking about? Well, yeah, so it should be. Okay, wait a minute. How big is Mars compared to Earth? Because this is, this is all, mass will tell us everything. Well, you don't have to do calculations. Just ask what's the gravity like on Mars. They'll tell oh, you. Do you want to know the oh, mass? Okay, it's smaller. Gravity. So, so Mars is smaller, but it's all, that means less mass, which means less gravity. That's the whole. Yeah. That's the equation. Uh, Mars is about point one of an Earth, according yeah. to this YouTube thumbnail. <laughs> so you could, so you could float a little bit. <laughs> YouTube thumbnail. I looked at what image am I looking at? It's like YouTube. I'm like, okay, well, here, here, here are the here are the deets. Mars has a radius of 21, uh, sorry, 2,106 miles. Earth, Earth, Earth has a radius of 3,959 miles, meaning Mars is a little over half the size of our planet. That means Mars is the second smallest planet in the solar system right behind Mercury. So it is small enough that you would experience lower rates of, of gravity. And the funny thing is, the only reason I kind of just knew this out of my head was I follow a guy on TikTok who makes physics videos with um, – he, he mods and hacks GTA Five, And he drives cars into things or has stuff drop onto cars. 
and then tells you what gravity it's set to. So it'll be like, here's Earth, bang, just a normal crash. Here's Mars, it's a little floaty. Here's the moon, super floaty. Um, here's Jupiter, just immediate, just like it's too big, too much gravity. And that's the only reason I know that Mars is a little more floaty. So This is I can jump about four feet on Mars, which is great. I would be so much cooler on Mars. You would be a lot cooler on but Mars. But then everybody would also be, so it actually wouldn't work out that way, but. Wouldn't it be nice if, yeah, yeah. for a second, if you were the first one there, you'd be king of the hill. I'd be like, look at me, boing. I'm Super Mario, mom. Look at me. (laughs) So anyway, power wash, sim, still good, still fun. I cleaned a whole house, made a bunch of money. It was great. Uh, Okay, this is what I'm excited to talk about because I think this will tweak something in in especially Bo's mind, okay? Oh, Oh, it's coming for you, Bo. Weird little game called Stacklands. Pretty sure it's made by a single developer. I'm always hunting around for interesting indies. And it's a card game, but a city builder. But you never see a city. You just build with cards. I'll show the chat some video here. Um, yeah, I was watching the trailer. So I peeked ahead a little bit. Yeah. Um, looks like a crazy solitaire. It's nuts. So that berry bush that you see on video, uh, that <laughs> you put that villager on top of it. And now look, it's harvesting the berries. When the berry is harvested, it'll poop out a new card called berry. Berry. Um, and you'll get a whole stack of berries, hopefully, because you need to harvest food because at the end of the year or the end of the day, you need to feed your villagers. And if you don't have enough, they'll die. Um, mm-hmm. So same thing goes for that rock and that wood. He can harvest both of those. He, uh, if you put a villager on top of a house that you eventually build because you craft a number of cards together, um, and they take time, just like a city builder would, they kind of have a little bar, you know, then Uh you can produce a new baby. Then it has to sit there and incubate in that house for a while. Then it becomes a full villager. Now you got two villagers out there doing work. Think of it as like the the city builder, but a card, a city builder, but it's all represented in card in this abstract card way. You buy new uh, packs of cards after you sell items and you can sell everything. Um, Sometimes just new ideas come out in the form of a card and you can get the idea. Now you can build a certain thing and know what the combinations are, but you can sell that card and get like three gold for it uh, or three coins for it. The coins let you buy bigger packs. The more technologies you open means more packs become available to you. Um, Hmm. you sometimes like soil will be one of the things in the packs. And so now you can put berry on the soil and now you got a new berry bush you can harvest. It's weird, but I found it extremely compelling and very inexpensive. This thing's like four bucks or something. And it's a single dev. And I think it's really creative. Uh, The little villager makes a little "Er," sound when you put them on stuff. He goes, "Er, "Er, er, er," that kind of thing. I love those kind of little touches. Um, he, uh, when you die, it really sucks. You can make it harder or easier. There's like some different modes you can play, and it's a rad little thing, man. Super interesting. I like game. the presentation of this a lot. Like, yeah, there's something weirdly appealing about it. Like, yeah, it's you- kind of endearing, and I'm like, man, yeah. I think I'm having what Bo had last week, and last week maybe I judged him too harshly because now I'm feeling it. 
Because I'm looking at this and I'm like, anybody can make a video game. Yeah, anyone can. <laughs> like, yeah. it definitely, it's definitely in the genre of indie games as anybody could have made this, but you didn't. But you didn't. And and yeah. I got so annoyed with Bo's take. I was not, last week, but here I am thinking it. Yeah. But I, I I think I understand it now. I'm not saying that I could go make this video game. Right. But just like clearly somebody took the concept and the idea of man i wish i could make a city builder and but let me just boil it down to what i can actually manage and they came up with this and rather than it coming across as like bad and oh you can't make a video game like it actually is weirdly compelling yeah. and interesting yeah, like and i really like it the way it plays is very charming uh you have this whole card area to move things around any way you want you can stack them in any way you want some things don't interact so it's dumb to stack them but you don't know that until you try it. Um, it's just a delightful little thing. I think it's rad. And I especially like the sound work. It's just got a really tangible, fun thing going on with the sound of the game. So, you know, he just bought a bunch of stuff. There's a new pack. He gets to open it. In that pack will be a bunch of stuff. Ooh, one's a rabbit. You can kill that and get meat from it. So you got to put your villager on the, on the rabbit. Some of them move around the board and, and bug your other cards. So you want to fight them early. Uh, so let's see what oh, happens. Oh, do they bug, they bug your other cards? Oh, That's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, they'll they'll eat your berries and stuff like that. You can actually have a peaceful mode as well, but I think that mode's really fun. So the food a rabbit got, fought back. Yeah, and what he got it's out a of vicious it? vicious rabbit. He got a carrot out of the deal. He didn't even get meat, but that sometimes you get meat. Um, so it's it's there's some RNG going on, but it reminds me of, it's just an abstraction of city building, and I really admire it. I think it's really cool. Yeah, it looks kind of neat. I'll wish list it. Maybe yeah. I'll give it a try. It's only five bucks, so it's you know yeah. something that'll probably go on even in a bigger sale at some point. And if you're you know thinking I need something to play while I'm on a long meeting, that's a good one. Uh, finally, Panzer Corpse Two or Panzer Corps. It's not Corpse. Corp. Sorry, it's Corp. <laughs> Corpse. Corpse. <laughs> Uh, you'd think I'd say it right because we do a show called Corp. But well, anyway, I I get it. I want to say the word corpse all the time too because how dare they? Yeah, put it's two annoying. letters in there and, and make it magically that you're not supposed to pronounce them in these situations. You know it's, what I mean? It's yeah, it's dumb. the kind of English that annoys me. But I'll I guess we'll take it. Now, who knows where it comes from? But Game Pass put out a PC game called Panzer Corps Two, and it, I guess it's a sequel. I never heard of the first one, so I can't say much about it. But it's uh, XCOM meets World War II, basically. Um, you know, the Germans... Actually, you play Germans in the original scenario, but you kind of jump around and do different stuff. But it's this very pretty war game. It reminds me of a tabletop game almost. Um, it's hex-based, and it's turn-based. And your units, some can go so far, some go shorter. You know what it's almost like? It's almost like Dad's... This is Dad's version of... Um, Advance Wars. That's what it reminds me of. Which, if you think about it, Advance Wars was just a simplification of these kinds of games anyway, which have existed for a long time on PCs. But um, they you know, have representations of here's the invasion of Poland or here's where the Germans were dug in and the British had outposts and you're trying to take those back and, and all that sort of thing. And it's a turn-based affair where you move your tank and that tank does a thing. There's airplanes. Uh, like pretty much all the implements of war are represented here. And because it's on Game Pass, it was a no-brainer. I just thought, well, let's see what this is. And it's got these great animations, great little sound work. You're moving pieces around. Like, it feels like a big board that you get to move your shit on. And, you know, the planes can go do sorties and take a dump on a, on a tank, for example. 
And then once they're done, they'll have to auto fly back to refuel and restock, which is what they had to do back then. Um, they, they couldn't stay out very long unless they get shot down because, you know, the, the guy's got good defensive stuff set up or whatever. Um, it's kind of, like I say, this is like a dad game is the best way I can describe it. Um, and, by, and by that, I just mean, you know, like, oh, what's dad doing? We're all playing Mario. What's he doing? He's playing Risk. <laughs> you know? you mean this game isn't wrong. the eldest teenage daughter game? No, it is definitely not that. <laughs> there's there's no doki doki anything going on here. I mean, it is like straight up, oh, World War II. I'm going to, you know, you're just playing war and you're an, and you're an old guy. It and, has I mean, you, that vibe of dad's down in the basement doing his whatever. We're just not allowed to touch anything down there. Kind 100%. of feel to it. Like, yeah, well said. You go down there, you just see this table laid out, and it'd be very appealing because as a kid, you're like, oh, it's a lot of little toys to play with, but I am definitely not allowed to touch this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you could say some of that about some 4X games like Civ, but Civ has a lightheartedness to it as well. And this is not lighthearted. It's like, it's World War Two, and the general says, and you get your mission briefings, and they're all very serious. And you know, this is this is meant to be kind of a, uh, I think, a history buffs war game. Um, but I like the turn-based combat a lot. I'm a fan of that anyway. Uh, so all those games sort and of appeal to me. Is it just die rolls or? Um, I think the advantage? attacks are guaranteed, like but there's yeah, there's terrain that affects you. So in some ways it really is like Advance Wars because Advance Wars was all about, well, if you're in the bushes, you're going to get plus two to, to armor because you're harder to hit or this particular infantry or the, uh, sorry, this, this unit can fire three spaces away and they, they won't get attacked back. <laughs> so there's a lot of that going on. Look, I, like, I think what the username of the guy playing is power slave. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Power Slave 07 stir. I was is. like, what the It hell? is Power Slave. He must, he's, uh, again, it's dads. This guy used to love Iron Maiden, love the Power Slave yeah, album. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Yeah. It, just, it made me laugh. But yeah. yeah, it does have that. Yeah, this is a genre. And I mean, it's been, it predates D&D even and stuff like that for, mm-hmm. Wargaming's been around for a long time, actually. Yeah, really. Um, this uh, That's the other thing. Bo, if I was to compare the same thing, I'd say this plays like a, a Warhammer game. Like, it's like that. Oh, that's where all the all the all those TTRPGs you love come from. War games, uh, mm-hmm. literally, because the contention is that Gygax didn't actually invent D anD. d It was some other guys that he was friends with. Yeah, and they would play war games, and then they would RP these like between games in a sort of campaign, like a series of games. Yeah, they would RP certain interactions. And Gygax was like, oh, what are you doing? Like some other guys are doing it. He's like, what are you doing? And then he wrote Chainmail, uh, sort of based on, it was because Chainmail was a war game, but mm-hmm. fantasy based, yeah. emphasizing one guy, you know, DMing, like doing the little bit of RP. Sure. So d d actually comes from games like what you're showing. Yeah. Um, That's where the genesis Doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah. It's good. It's, it's a well-made one of those. It's on PC. People are always complaining there aren't enough game pass pc exclusives that's what this is it's not on console and uh it's rad i had a good time with it played really well on my pc as well i don't know if that means anything my pc is a couple years old now but played really well so if that sounds interesting to people get it okay john you're still playing the vampire survivors how's that going speaking of achievements uh, <laughs> that's going awesome yeah speaking of achievements i have all 82 of the current achievements that a person can get in vampire survivors yeah. um 
I have played the hell out of that game. Like to a point where earlier today I closed my eyes for a minute and I saw blue XP gems like Tetris affected onto my vision with my eyes closed. And I was like, oh no, I have played too much of this game. Yeah, can uh, I know the- you for a second? Because I, I had a, a little LOL to myself uh, when I yeah. logged into Steam and saw I just because I, I own Vampire Survivors and I clicked on the page and I was like, I'm not going to play it. And I saw your friend Revendon's played for 37.2 hours. Yeah. Like, oh my I, holy uh, shit. <laughs> now, I will say this. I, I have multiple times left this game just up and running. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think we all do. I think my game's running too. Sure. Yeah. Um, Because it'll be a, oh, the baby's laying down. I open it up and then I just don't bother to close it and I'll go and spend, you know, half a day (laughs) with the baby and this will just be up in the other room. But um, no, it's, it has been a lot though. Uh, I've unlocked all the characters, including the secret hidden characters that don't have any achievements or anything tied to them. So you have to, you have to really work to discover that those are in there. Um, I have killed death, which is the thing that comes and kills you at the 30 minute mark is the completion. Like, Oh, you completed a level. I I've gotten my revenge on death, which was a fun little experiment to do. Like it, it has been a blast. I have loved discovering everything that's in this. I've loved playing the new characters and the things they do. Cause they put cool characters in it. Like I unlocked a, a character where the whole thing is, Character has can basically take one hit and then they die. Mm. But their stats are pretty good. And if you get them to level 100, they gain enough health to basically be damn near invincible. Mm. Like you can basically just walk through enemies and you're fine. Mm. Um, if you get to level 200, they get even stronger. But that's obviously very hard to do because you got to go that long without getting hit. So there's like when you pick a character, there's like weird little mini games around that character uh, with how you build it. And I've just it's just been so good. And, you know, you can unlock modes that make time move faster so you can play shorter matches uh, or you move faster so that everything in general just has a quicker pace rather than try and go a full 30 minutes every time you want to do a run. Um and yeah, I, I mean, the amount of gameplay I got out of $3, less than $3, is ridiculous. Yeah. This game has just been so good. Speaking of Dragon, the single... Dragonflight, meh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like the way the the, the, the dragons look, but yeah. the, the Atari... Uh, <laughs> 37 <laughs> hours in Atari land. If yeah. they had shown me this, that would have really changed the tone of the early parts of this show. That's true. Uh, it's um, a, it, You can't... I just love when a when a dude who makes a rad thing succeeds. You know, like one person made this game, and I just think that is so cool because everyone loves this thing. It's got killer reviews. Even at three bucks, he's made bank on this. Like well, people in chat room are saying, they're helplessly addicted. Yeah, yeah we. I've been it. getting tweets all week and and seeing messages in Discord about people that are like. I'm really happy you recommended this, but I'm also sad because I can't stop playing it. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, there's just cool challenges in it. Like there's the one character that basically his position in the level is such that you have to spend the entire level, like kind of racing to get to him, to fight him. If you want to unlock him, like they put little hidden things like that in the game. And I mean, it's still not even done. Like, this isn't the final release. There's going to be more to do, more characters, more stuff as they just continue to put out more updates for this thing. And uh, anytime they do, I will check it out because this game is it is very just cool. that fun to play. I think uh, I think the genius for me is making XP a thing you have to get after 
you already did the thing that got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Having it's to, annoying as hell at first, yeah. but it is such an appeal to the way it works and makes upgrades really good. Like when you get the, uh, the upgrade uh, that wipes out everything on the screen and turns it all into gems, but then it all vacuums it up into you. Yeah. Like all that stuff is it's so really satisfying. Yeah. It's right. Like, ah, I feel like playing this right now. Kind of yeah. want this on my switch. If I'm honest. I would love to Scott, this would be a great meeting game. It would be a great meeting game. Well, a little intense, though, because someone will say, so, Scott, yeah, what do you think? Um, um. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's you true. Can you pause it? Yeah. You can. So. Yeah. I hope but so. But still, you're like in the middle. Like, it's someone's like, you know, what about these numbers on the Excel spreadsheet? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. Right. And you and I'm over here playing something with slightly better graphics than an Excel spreadsheet. See, the is. hallmarks of a good um, meeting game, I'm guessing, is also that you're able to camouflage what you're doing easily. Like, that's that's yeah. part of your criteria. Yeah. Like, you could totally play this during a meeting, but the camouflage would not be there. It's very neat. Vampire Survivors, uh, three bucks on Steam stupid cheap and really good yeah uh so i understand you're now a pvp champ in all things uh final fantasy 14 how is that possible what'd you do that's right uh i just want to check in and just say like you know not intentionally as a counterpoint but in a way a counterpoint to uh what we talked about at the beginning of the show like the thing that continues to surprise me about final fantasy is how much i like things that I haven't traditionally liked in MMOs before, um, whether that is uh, kind of the, the bigger high-end rating, um, which is what I've also been doing. Like they put out in this latest patch, the newest Alliance raid. And I went in and did that. I did my first run blind with no idea, you know, how to do the fights. And that was just a fun learning experience and uh, really, really a good time. And, and I think a testament to that game that it allows you without feeling pressure or feeling bad to go in and go, Hey guys, I've never done this before. And the design of the game is to be forgiving of that and let you experience that. Um, but then also I got into PVP this week. I never saw this coming, no. especially because it is not something final fantasy is known for. Uh, but they did make an effort on the newest patch to uh, put in a, a PVP mode for people um, that was a little more simplified and focused on it. It's basically Overwatch and Final Fantasy. There's a big crystal payload. You move it from one end of the map to the other. Um, just like in uh, just like in Overwatch, everybody gets mad if you don't stand on the payload. And uh, but there's no way they can tell you because you can't type to each other in it. There's just set commands that you can give because they don't want a toxic environment. Matches are only about five minutes, even with overtime. So it's not long enough to where you feel, oh, I'm so invested in this. But it is long enough to feel like there were times where I had really, really good matches, like moments where they got all the way to the end goal and we pushed them a hundred percent back to get a victory at the end. So it still has those contained high highs. Um, you can do it as any job. You just go in, they just set you at a level and they give you set abilities. So you don't use all your moves that you have in the main game. They give you like five or six abilities and that's it. Mm. as well as an ultimate. Mm. And they're like, here go. 
And so I went in as a dancer, which is what I, I main in the game. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I really like playing this class. I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about the PVP version of this. Yeah. And I switched over to uh, gladiator or paladin and started doing that and loved it. Mm. It was great. And I really liked the way it played. And the coolest part about it is not only am I unlocking things because they kind of have a, you know, it's, it's free. You don't pay for it, but they kind of have a battle pass method of unlocking things where you rank up, you get something, you rank up, you get something, you know what you're going to get. Sure. Um, and most of it is currency. And then there's a couple key checkpoints where you get big items along the way. And so you're getting that you're getting a second PVP currency, which you can use to buy gear and stuff like that. It's all cosmetic though. It's not upgrades. Um, cause everybody's at equal footing when they go into the PVP match. Sure. So it's, it's all cosmetic stuff. I'm also getting the current in-game currencies as far as like, uh, tombstone stuff for my PVE content. So I can supply either my alts or my main with actual relevant gear, not at a super high pace, but I am getting that reward as well. Plus, because my paladin is at max level, I'm getting XP and I'm actually leveling up my paladin while I'm doing this. Oh, weird. So it is rewarding me across every aspect of the game while I'm doing this little side activity. And it's a little grindy, but, you know, you you go, okay, well, I don't want to do this anymore. I'll go do something else. But even when you're doing it, it fills into so many other aspects of the game that it, it just feels rewarding. It's like, well... I spent 30 minutes doing PVP and I gained a level on a job that wasn't maxed out and I got a new piece of gear and I got my battle pass this much closer to getting the Lich King armor, which I do find is funny. That's basically what they put in as a reward for this PVP season is Bolvar's Lich King armor. Wow. Um, I don't know how intentional that was, but it's there. So uh, it's it's been fun and I've, I've had a really good time doing it and uh, I, it made me feel like I'm a PVP champ. Now, I do. Would you, would never you just, felt in any MMO ever. You, you compared the gameplay a little bit to overwatch, but would you say it's, it sounds almost like a MOBA to me. Would you compare it to that? Yeah. It's a lot like a MOBA that mm-hmm. uh, a MOBA that controls like an MMO uh, for, I you know, I think I would say that's a negative probably because MOBAs control a little better than MMOs, but you know, for something being third person behind the back, like it plays well, but there is a lot of that counterplay. So it's like, okay, I have a move that's a gap closer. I have a move that's a combo damage dealer. I have a move that's longer cooldown, heavy hit. I've got a self heal. I've got a, you can actually do like the super smash brothers, like bubble shield where you can activate it for a certain amount of time. Um, and you can cancel it early or you can sit there and try and draw fire and hope that people will waste their big moves on you. So there's a lot of counterplay. So it's like, okay, let's zip in. Let's get a bunch of people to charge me, activate my shield. Let's wait until someone wait till their shield drops, then stun them, then hit them with the big moves and try and get them taken out quick. So it's got a lot of that feel, Mm. but it's all very condensed and simplified from what you experience in the PVE side of things. Interesting. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds like more fun than any PVP I ever played in MMO. Sounds all right. Everybody can self heal. So it's uh, you have actually have multiple ways. You have a quick one and a slow one. And, uh, yeah, it's just really cool. I, I've had a blast with it. I'm I'm shocked at yeah. how much I enjoy it, especially yeah. because Final Fantasy isn't known for it. No, 
not not typically anyway, right? Like yeah, you don't think of that and go, oh, PvP, let's do it and do it. But yeah, I usually like- it's the thing where it's like, hey, you might really enjoy Final Fantasy fourteen if WoW's not doing it for you, unless your thing in WoW is PvP. Yeah, and honestly, I still would say if you're a big PvPer in WoW. I'm not saying come to Final Fantasy. Like this is a simplified experience. It is uh it's boiled down. It feels very like small scale MOBA y. Um but <laughs> sounds like something I uh, want. It sounds like so much better than trying to be over complex in these games. I mean, it is it is what you want. But if your big thing is like, wow, it's yeah. not it, it's not like, hey, the grass is greener over here. It's the grass is different grass. Yeah, different you grass. Might li- you might like it, but it's hmm. different grass. Yeah, 420. Um, all right, yeah. excellent stuff. <laughs> and finally, Nomansky. Yeah. How's that going? Good. The yeah. game's still awesome. I want to mention it. I, I did get to see a little bit of the pirate stuff, but sadly, I stopped literally landing on the planet where they, I think the quest is to become a pirate if you want. Yeah. And I haven't done the quest yet, but I'm on the planet for it. Uh, but I did get one of the new solar sail ships and uh, I've been playing around in that game. I stopped a few pirate raids, so I don't know if they're going to not want to recruit me because of that or want to recruit me more because of that. But uh, is this a fresh playthrough or a existing character, or what are you what are you doing there? I started over. I always <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> yeah, every uh, time. Nothing every wrong with that. Time. Nothing wrong with that. Usually, when I want to experience some of these newer features, I'll make a um what a, the sandbox version of the game, or I'll make one of those. Even though I don't intend to play the whole thing, but it lets me just kind of go anywhere and do anything, and I don't need the money for anything. And that that way I can go, oh, okay, I've seen settlements. Oh, I've seen the pirate thing. Oh, I've seen whatever. And then I'll, if I get serious, I'll go start a new dude and, you know, do it that way. But uh, just, a, just a tiny bit of advice anyone out there that's like, oh, I really want to do it, but I don't want to start over. Well, just make a sandbox uh, new game where you have all the money and none of your ships are not busted. You just can go and do whatever the frick you want with all the tools. And you can go experience some of these things and see if it's even something you want to pursue. Um, but anyway, yeah. So big new update, the pirate thing, you know, game's great, right? Yeah. I'll probably mention it one more time once I get to actually see, you know, like what being a pirate is like, but, uh, game continues to be really good. And, uh, I, I think it's worth a look if you haven't already. Although I've, I've missed, I think, like the past three really big updates. So I think there's going to be a lot for me to rediscover. It'd be game. hard to tell uh, what's an update and what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because there's a lot of systems in the game right now, too. It's a, it can feel a bit overwhelming when you come back and you're like, oh, yeah, there's all this stuff like they revamped guns. Yeah. That's a thing. Feels like a There's lot. A combat update. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, how are the? Did you do some shooting? Because they updated all that. Is that any better? Uh, yeah, honestly, it felt the same, but like mm. flashier and more impactful is how I would describe it. Like overall, like the flying around trying to target another ship and shoot at them felt relatively the same. The just the biggest differences are the explosions look cooler. It felt like my lasers were actually hitting. There was more of a it's not just audio, but like a notable like thump, 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 as it like hit both graphically and sound wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and shields seem to recharge on enemies. So it was less of just like a right, fly in a circle and shoot them until they explode. Like there was actually some, oh, I don't want them to get too far away because their shield will be back. 
yeah. um, as I was, as I was doing it, but I wouldn't say anything I've done has been too radical, but I'm also not to like fighting tougher opponents. Like right now, my basic little pea shooter that you start with on the ship has been more than enough to deal with any, anything I've encountered. Interesting. Okay. I'm, I'm watching a guy play, by the way, it seems like he, he's doing the Fortnite method where he's building <laughs> big chunks of earth to protect himself in between shooting at things. And that's kind of hilarious. Has anyone tried yeah. that, by the way, that new mode in Fortnite? The no, no I feel mode? like I should. It's the thing I always said I wanted and now it's here and I know. I've got no issues with Fortnite. Like what, it's, what, it's a fun game what, every time I've played it. The no building thing. Yeah. They got rid of it. Yeah. You know how yeah, you build a stupid lattice work mm-hmm. in the game and try to, you know, the, the end game is always two people out building each other or whatever. That's they've made a mode where that's just out. There's no building, which I'm just shooting. all for. I just want to shoot. I don't want to build. Building sucks. Let, <laughs> let me shoot. Huh? <laughs> In a fast paced yeah, shooter game, I don't want to build a big and I know there are people who are really good at it and I see it and I go, wow, but it keeps me from playing that game. I think so. it's over. Oh, I thought it was permanent. No, it's it's still in there. Yeah, it's still oh, it's in there. permanent. Oh, okay. Or they were going to make it permanent. I don't know if it's permanent, but it's definitely still in there. I think they were going to make it permanent. Is what I heard. Or maybe they were yeah. seeing if this test was going to necessitate a permanent mode or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah, my biggest gripe with the I haven't been show. in there yet, I guess. Yeah. Oh, did you see any capes in uh I no did. Man's I Sky? gave my character a cape. Yeah. That yeah. sounds cool. Capes? Uh I I still play in first person, so I didn't see it. Oh, you <laughs> I do? gave myself you, you a play cape. in first person. Yeah. Oh, weird. Wow. Weird. Weird. I, I can't play that way. I have to. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't know I was th- third person. That's how the game started, and I was like, "This is perfect." And then they put third person in, and everybody, and like the game, even defaults to it. And I was like, "Y'all are crazy." <laughs> <laughs> I just went, went, went switched right back to first person. This and- shocks me, given how much you love like cosmetics and how your character looks and stuff that i know my i play no man's sky completely unlike myself because i'm in first person i don't care what my person looks like i don't really care much about the cosmetics like i'll mess with it because i'll all of a sudden i'll go to the hub yeah. and see other people running around and then i think about it, i'm like i should look good yeah uh and so i feel that way for about a minute and then i change it and then i'm fine and it's like okay well i'm crazy. good back to first person And sometimes I'll get like, I got the new solar uh, sail ship and I was like, I want to see this. So I, I left the thing in third person and then the big sails popped up and blocked a lot of my vision. And I went, okay, we'll go back to first person (laughs) mode. Then I did that. And that's where I was pretty rad. Um, all right. So no man's sky is still rad. Hey, Bo, how you played a bunch of Celeste. I saw you in there all the time. I was in a bit as well this yeah. week, but uh, how'd it go? Uh, I, I've been playing quite a bit. I'm all the way up to, so it's called Crown of the Magister, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. That's so, the original campaign. Uh, Shocker, yeah. the main campaign in, oh, it's back to regular price now, too. This deal's over, Yeah, guys. deal's over. I got it for a song. It's 50 bucks Canadian. Yeah. $99.99. Oh, yeah, you got a good deal. Um, yeah, no, I think I, I, I mean, I spent 50 but I got all the DLC, so it wasn't just a base game. Yeah. Anyway, it's called Crown of the Magister because in the main campaign, you find a crown. Have you found the crown? I have not. I'm. Uh, I started a fresh oh, run. You're through pretty. It and, you're pretty early in. Then. Yeah, I started a fresh run because I'm playing it on Steam this time. Last time I played it, it was on my my uh, Game Pass account, and I'd forgotten that I did that. But then I got far enough in Steam. I'm like, well, I'm not going back now, and so now I'm just doing it over. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Celesta, it's. Uh, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. This is about as 
I think it's the only 5e game there is that's as, that's faithful to D&D. Yeah. The fifth edition of D&D rules. Like yes, it's SRD, so there's a lot of their own proprietary stuff, but the turn order, the action economy, uh, the way combat plays out, including all the dice rolls, all the calcs, the proficiencies, everything is a 5e system. Mm-hmm. And uh, combat is handled very well, at least in terms of almost too well, in that 5e, see, this is where I'm on board with a game like Divinity over playing uh, D&D, mm-hmm. almost, because it's almost too faithful to D&D, in the sense that, you know, when my fighter... All she does is fight, attack. <laughs> yeah. And when you play D and D, you're like, oh, I pull the rug under from the guy, and I do. You know, you gotta, you have to. The player has to spice it up. Because if you're just mechanical about it, you're like, I declare attack action. I declare attack action using my warhammer. Yeah. And that's all it is. And so, you know, I find I'm often doing the same things because the optimal video game thing is to not burn high resource stuff, but to use magic missile, no dice roll, consistent damage. Or nuke with fireballs, and so like the create the creative aspect of spells and, and, and attacking is not there. But it's a video game, right? Mm-hmm. This is where you have to get away from five E and do things the way Larian does it with Divinity, which is just say when you cast a fireball spell, there's always fire everywhere, and fire does burns things and such. Sure, it's I'll, nice. Uh, it's nice because those games are, are well. It's a video game, so you're afforded these creative things, and it sounds like. Well, that's this is where like Baldur's Gate three is going to separate it because you can like uh, you know pick up you can pick up other characters and throw them you know you can there's a lot of interactivity outside of combat which this views D and D as social encounter combat 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 you know traps are very linear there's no like there's no thinking about it it's just you roll a thieves check and open the thing there's no like there's just it's it's sort of it's in the rut of the of what you would traditionally do in D anD. Mm-hmm. That being said, it's very good at what it does. So the scope of it's good, um, but all the sauce. And I imagine it's a smaller team. It is. You yeah. know, all the all the special sauces in the combat, which is great. I mean, it combat feels very D anD. It feels very good. Sans um, RP. Um, and but you know the dialogue and social interactions are like strangers of paradise kind of like sometimes <laughs> they're not going for funny and it's just so stilted and weird Yeah, that you're like, it's hilarious. Yeah. You yeah, know, like, the, like watched... the, 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 she kicks the, you know, she kicks the, the rock, which is how you move something <laughs> using a strength check and it floats up. And you know, the, my cleric dungle star is like, well, that this whole place is topsy turvy. And my elfin, my Taronda, like my elfin, my purple elfin lady is like, remind me not to take a dump in there. Like, <laughs> you know, it's the girl, like, because it'll float up, right? And yeah. it's like, it, Scott would say that. The Scott character would say that. But it's like my other character is saying that. Here it is, right here. I have the line. Hold remind on. me not to take a dump in that hole. Yeah, there she yeah, is. Yeah, right. And and so here's the thing. Here's There's an experiment going on with this game that is fascinating. So the reason why it's laughably bad, the story they're not doing like Larian where they're trying to make this epic stuff and do these encounters. Basically, basically, you set your alignment at the beginning of the game and you pick a personality. And I think what they've done here is that your characters have different dialogue based on the personalities you pick at character creation. Yeah. 
and then you have four different characters so they all interact in kind of slightly different ways like you could have a bookish character you can have a lying character a selfish one you pick these two dominant personality traits and the, the problem with stuff like that is i don't first of all don't know for sure that's how it works yet as i haven't looked it up and second um the other sort of sad thing is is because you you don't see the content you don't see, you might never know it's there or that it's doing that. Because yeah. I think some of these stilted interactions are because there's a bit of like, uh, if you have an A-type personality and a timid guy, they're going to say different lines than if you have two thieving guys that are like, let's just kill him and take the gold. <laughs> so that means they can't write a script that's going to make sense because they're accounting for all this variability. Yeah. And really, if that's what they're doing, I think that's what they're doing. That's very impressive. It's very impressive. Not, I agree. But but it, it has like weird random <laughs> outcomes yeah. when you're watching scenes and then you're like, wait, what? Like sometimes just the, the whole scene doesn't make sense kind of because they talk in weird ways. Um, well, the thing that I saw when I was watching you stream this that really struck me, and it's they don't do this the whole time. I thought, oh, Jesus, this is the entire game. I don't know why it was this one scene in particular. There's like six or seven people talking at this council table. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was more or less fine, except it's like somebody forgot to put any sort of breathing room or space between one person talking and the next. So they were just like... What are we going to do about the bandits in the wood? I say we kill them. I think we should go do this. Well, maybe we should consider another. And it's like, why are you all talking so insanely fast? What (laughs) are you doing? It just immediately flowed from one to another without a single pause. They pause in their own dialogue. So someone might go, hmm, perhaps we should ponder (laughs) that. Uh Well, you go ahead and do that. Like, But the next person would be immediate. And it was so weird and jarring to me. I was like, what is this council scene? This is wonderful. The the way it sounds like is the person who wrote lines and recorded the VO didn't really work with whoever was creating the scenes all that much. It's like the guy who created the scenes got all the lines and just had to block the thing, right? (laughs) And then they don't have a sense. And they aren't very good at having a sense of dramatic timing. And I think some of that's because the dialogue can vary or or it's just amateurish. Um, that being said, it to me, it adds a bit to the charm. I don't know why. Like, I see it Same. and it's like, yeah. yeah, the dialogue is hitting bad and they definitely, oh, this needs a dramatist or somebody who can write. <laughs> and then you're like, well, that's just not this game. Like, you sort of accept, you're like, either I'm just going to be grouchy about it or I'm just going to accept that this game is just going to feel weird. Mm-hmm. Uh and I'm sticking around because I like the combat so much that 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 that's there. And I believe there's some replayability in that if you pick different personality types, um, the dialogue interactions, at least of your party, uh, is different because they very much they don't talk like they're char- like it's not immersive. You're not like oh this is a character of this world. They talk like people sitting at a table playing D and D would RP their characters, yeah. <laughs> like. Taking a dump is not something I, I well, maybe that's medieval. I, I don't have a good example, but they say kind of modern things and the weird out of context cohesion. And you're like, you know, it, it just sounds um, goofy and it makes me laugh. And uh, I think that adds to the charm anyway. So. I agree. It makes me laugh every time. It's some of it is really eye rolly, but in a really charming way. So yeah, yeah, like it, it works overall. And, you know, I've grown fond of the characters I meet. The only thing is my half-orc. I don't know. I wanted to go for a funky name, 
and I just I got I got rushed and I don't like his name and you can't change the name later. So yeah. really it's like the Geshel Weir because I just wanted to come up with some weird thing where he didn't have a name. He was a the uh and I'm like, oh I should have just call him something cool like the Strangler or something like that. <laughs> I got I got weird fantasy with it. And the thing is it's because like you sort of picture it like the character, you're like, Yeah, he's like this thing and you pick the types, and then I hear his voice and he's a little too like goofy evil for mm. not goofy goofy selfish right he's like why do we take that for ourselves yeah. i'm like no no that's not what this guy is this guy's a badass ranger man like, don't talk like that and you know of course there's nothing i can do yeah so know that they're gonna be a little kitschy try not to make too heroic or too evil or too anything of a character they're gonna sound decidedly like amateur role players playing your character and uh, just give them names accordingly, I think, or, you know, think of them accordingly. Sure, sure. But I really believe in my character, you know. Oh, and by the way, this game's got some of the better parts of D&D in the sense that, so I picked up a belt of dwarven strengths or oh. belt of dwarven kind, which I think is an actual item in the SRD. Mm. And, you know, it's the kind of thing that gives you plus two to strength and raises your strength cap by two points. Um, and it has a side effect that says 20% chance of growing a beard. So <laughs> the lady elf is my warrior. So yeah. I gave it to her and she has a beard. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. Dude. She's got a full on beard. Awesome. And I'm like, yeah, nice touch. I was like, I wonder if the female character is going to be able to grow a beard. Yeah. And I'm like, the dwarves, maybe. But is the elf, the high elf character going to? Yep. She sure got enough. a big bushy ass beard. That's great. And uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Do you, so. so are you, do you agree with me? I, I said last week and I, I stand by this. I think while maybe the initial impression of the interface and people might go, well, that's not fantasy enough. I really like this like flat uh, interface. interface is great. Yeah. Uh, so, so the thing is it's very readable. In fact, even if I would say like, if you had headroom to add better graphics of some kind, mm -hmm. add it to the game, leave the UI alone. Don't, yeah. don't spend resources there I agree. because it doesn't look that appealing. Like when you look at it, you're like, Oh, this looks like an amateur game. They didn't have money for an artist to do strong UI. Uh, UI is actually, everything's placed really nice. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the attack button, like what you're showing there, it's a bow. You see your weapons. Like, it's very functionally, like, A+. plus. This is actually really good UI design, I think, for all the information that goes around. Yeah. I'm never scrambling for information that I don't get. The only thing I get a little weird on is it's it's a bit weird when you go to... If, like I click attack and then I'm like, oh shit, no, I want to cast Hunter's Mark first. So I click yeah. Hunter's Mark. Yeah. That takes me out of attack screen, but not into Hunter's Mark screen. And so I'm in default mode and don't realize it. Then I click on the thing thinking I'm applying Hunter's Mark and then I make an attack. Oh, you just do a basic attack. So, yeah. so it's like that could be a little better. Like sure. just, just knowing what UI mode I'm in. Yeah. Um, but that's a small grievance i think overall the ui is really functional the inventory screen could use a way for me to transfer items between characters a little sexier than it does i have to drag it all the way to their portrait and i don't love it when i'm moving a lot of shit and you pick up a lot of shit in this game yeah i like how larian um, does it with basically the same thing but it's right there above the inventory so you just yeah and you it. can right click it and say move to this game doesn't have that and yeah. i'm like Oof. like you know it, there's just not efficient ways when i'm moving 20 and you will do inventory management in this game when i'm moving 20 items over 
Uh, please make it easy for me. Well, the good news is these um, guys are freaks and they're super into their game and they are constantly updating it, putting out free I love updates. this game. Like, yeah. this is a big two thumbs up for, like, the kitschy, like, not everything's going to be great. There's going to be kitschy stuff. There's going to be stuff you're like, oh, man, I wish this was better. But this is two thumbs up. This is the only 5e D&D full release game that exists. Yeah. And it's turn-based, not one of these live action pause and start things, which often D&D games get end up, turned into yeah which is also fine but people like the turn base yeah and i love this game it's great and they added four player co-op which i haven't tried yet but i'm hoping to try with somebody i'm trying to talk mike and crofton into it but i you know if they take their sweet ass time maybe we'll play it like i I want to play play with somebody i got i bought the new uh the update i guess there's a whole new campaign now um so we could try that yeah there's a dlc that was yeah that's the fun thing too is i've got two of the gems so i still have what like five more gems to go get um, and that's the other thing I want to talk about this game that it does well. It's the overland travel. I freaking love, man. Yeah, it's great. So like to go to an area, it takes nine days of overland travel, which is part of the D&D experience. We did it a little bit early on when we were rolling random dice to get into encounters as you traverse the desert, oh, for right, example. Oh, right, the Fate 4 stuff, that, yeah. Yeah, overland travel is a core component of, of classic D&D, let's say, <laughs> for the for the hardcore people out there who want the classic <laughs> D&D experience. Um, you got to do overworld, random encounters, dan- you know, traversal through the wilderness is dangerous. And um, that's, that's here. And they do it in a really fun way um, because it's always a pleasure to do combat. Like whenever there's a random encounter, I'm like, yes, combat. That's what this game does best. Let me do some. Yeah. Um, but I love that like when you're traveling – You'll be like your hunter will go forage for food and somebody will clean their shoes and some other guy writes in his personal diary something. It, it just has all these events that happen during the travel and I, I really appreciate the that system in the game. I yeah, like the it actually travel. reminds me a lot of Wildermyth's system for overland travel. There's yeah, a little bit Wilder, that. and I think John, with the way John described it earlier in the show, Wildermyth being like a a variable. It's for the RP side, like the the choices and consequences side is mm-hmm. is a strong suit. Mm-hmm. This is like the reverse where yeah. there are choices and consequences too. So far, I mean, I haven't finished the game, but it's not crazy. Like I know Wildermyth is where I've played it a little bit and already from like the first mission, you're growing b- bunny rabbit ears because you <laughs> ate a mushroom, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Like, um, so this is the other side that it's strong foot on. I really recommend this wholeheartedly. It's great. I don't know about $50. Well, I think it's still worth it, but I just... Yeah, the, 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 you know, like the storytelling. Like when you compare, when you put it side by side to Baldur's Gate three, like it's it looks like bad. But, yeah, yeah. But you're also talking um, about two. Speaking it on its own merits, though, it's really, really good and a big recommend. So I think that's just where I have a hard time. Yeah. The other thing too is if you've got Game Pass, you have it. You just don't know it. So play oh, that. Yeah, and if you, Pass, I think yeah. if you get the base game, it's only twenty nine or maybe it's thirty four thirty whatever it is US. I forget. Well, right now for me, you, Canadian, it's forty nine ninety nine for the base game. Mm. It's it's okay. It's ten dollars off a six, you know, full full price. Nice well, full price know. game. Yeah. It's on the higher end, I, 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 but it goes on sale often enough. And yeah, I just I, I I haven't played the full thing, so if it's got a long campaign, I say oh, yeah, that's a that's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what I will say is that the levels feel short. Mm-hmm. The areas feel mm-hmm. small. Mm-hmm. You're in for like two or three encounters. I don't know. It, it, again, Larian games have a lot of real estate and have spoiled me in terms of just how much you can do. Sure. 
Um, I feel the the maps are quite small here. Yeah, they're not hum- humongous. The the creator thing got a real bump this last patch as well, and that's very cool. You can make some pretty rad little campaigns. Yeah, there's that as well, on. which I hope to dig into. I'm probably yeah. going to play it tonight. I, I really enjoy that game. Yeah, that's good. Um, Recommend. I just, I just noticed Bull Teardown recommend. is uh, 1.0 of Teardown is out. Ooh, I got to get back in there. All right. Uh, let's move I, I just, on. I want to do some free advertising real quick, too, just because I know we do video games, but I saw everything everywhere all at once. Oh, how is that? And I think that's a movie that people are going to go, I don't know. And I just want to say it's like my favorite movie this year, at least. Wow. It's so good. Wow. I love these kinds of movies. And it's got Kung Fu. It's got multiverse stuff. No time travel. It's yeah. got Jamie Lee Curtis doing one of the coolest things she's ever done. Uh, like in terms of just a shot of her doing something awesome. It's badass. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it features uh, – some pretty good kung flu involving butt plugs. <laughs> wow! All right, um, I love Michelle Yeoh, but uh, and Michelle Yeoh is amazing, yeah. and so is uh, Short Fry. Sure. Oh, or uh, not Short Fry. Short. Um, short round. round. Yep. Short and, Fry. Um, <laughs> Stanley Tong is in this. He's really good. Like the cast is amazing. It's like a small budget movie. The VFX team, I think, had five people or something. I was watching a thing. Like it's like it's a really small team that made this. Yeah. Um, it's just got a lot of heart and it's not, it's mainly not a Kung Fu movie or even a multiverse movie. It's a story about family, but it's just weird. I've heard really good things. So I'm glad to hear you liked it. And yeah, it's unusual. And I, like I, I saw in the theater, right? Like I, I'm like, go see it. Like is James Hong in this? Cause I love James Hong and it feels like he should be in this before he dies. You know what I'm saying? James James Hong. Old guy. Um, Before he dies. Cartwright. Cartwright. That guy. Um, you know, we are noodle folk. That guy. Yeah. yeah, James Hong's in it. He plays, he plays (laughs) grandpa. That's awesome. I know. He's in it. I have, I have beef with him. You have beef with James Hong? Yeah, I do. Why? Because he is the only one who gave me a bad score at the Blizzard voice actors oh, panel. Oh, right. I forgot he did that because he's covered he, a shem. He's the little he he, uh, he hassled me. That's funny. Right. He did? He did. <laughs> I think that's so great. I love it. He yelled Cartwright. Nobody answered. He hung up. That's how it worked. Honestly, though, he d- <laughs> he was fair. He was the most fair. Yeah. Well, he's a fair-minded guy. Well, he was- it was overall a really unfortunate day because uh, I was busy with BlizzCon and didn't hear about the Cosby allegations, and I got up on stage and did a Cosby impression. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> so it was it was unfortunate timing. On yeah, that part. Cosby timing. Was it was me. <laughs> I did rough, not know. Rough, rough business. Um, all right. Well, this is all well and good. I recommend good. it because I know a lot of people have asked and I'm not sure. And I, I recommend it. It's, all right. It's good. It looks like my jam, so I'm definitely going to see it. It's good. Uh, I'll probably wait for it, but I'll watch it for sure. Um, here is this. That's a good question. A couple of quick emails uh, sent into the show. One by Troy here. Uh, talk to the court. Gmail.com is the email address you should use at home to be like Troy. Troy says, I was listening to last week's show and you were talking about John's pizza baby. And no one made the connection that Pizza Baby and John is PB and J. Uh, been bugging me all week. Thanks. Keep up the work, boys. Troy. <laughs> yeah. Like that. That's. Oh, I finally got it out of my system. Yeah. Somebody's got to hear my. Somebody's got to hear this. It can't just be me alone. Yeah, I think that's chest. adorable. Uh, my wife is less thrilled at yeah. how much personal information the world knows. But, yeah. uh, you know, you can't rewind time. Nope. You can't. Uh, but you can't. Everyone. You know, just basking it. Made a f- everyone's done something in a rush before pizzas arrived. It's okay. Oh, I've done yeah. I've done way dumber things and t- set them right on the air, and it's fine. 
We are who we are. You're all good. I love it. It's a pizza baby. It's amazing. And he's a cute little guy. So what? Yeah. He, he's Alexander the Great, yeah. which is uh, kind of like pizza pizza. So basically, uh, you made a commercial for Little Caesars. Good job. Uh-huh. That was such a stretch when the other one that everybody pointed out was like Papa John. Why didn't anybody say anything about Papa John? Yeah. And you're just like Alexander the Great. Yeah. A lot like Little Caesars. Yeah. Yep. I was doing a historical pizza, wrong, pizza. Uh, uh, trip. Everybody else is like straight to Papa John's. Uh, all right. Here's one from another short one from Joshua who says, when I heard the Will Smith joke on Core 308, I clearly heard cock, not car. Took me a few rewinds to hear the word car. Not the only one. That's why I didn't re- I reacted a little weird. But John seems to have got it, so I let him make the save. Yeah. He says it made the entire thing more funny. He then says maybe Scott should stick to commentary and references, though. I don't no. know what that means. I Scott is great funny. at getting sound clips and jokes. Oh, hell yeah. I'm a pro at it, man. You should see the list of stuff I have. I got this one right here I'm going to play. I already played it. Remind me not to take a dump in that hole. That's a great one. And Bo gave me that. I saw it on a stream. That's where I ca- captured it. Look at this one. This is a this is a keeper. How many genders are there? I don't know. I just got here. That's an amazing line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great line. How amazing is that? Isn't that amazing? Oh, true in a way. I just got to this planet. I just myself. got here. <laughs> I don't know yet. That is that is like some cosmic <laughs> the galaxy brain response yeah. that <laughs> and, and the way the he says it it sounds like it's it's oh my can you play just play it one more time play it one more time it's good right, yeah go. how many genders are there i don't know i just got here <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is one of my favorite sound clips i've ever heard it's really good <laughs> i might steal that answer anytime i don't want to answer yeah it. you don't want to answer it. i don't know i just I don't got know. here i just got here <laughs> Great. That's a get out of jail card on every big so, uh, freaking social culture war. Just say, I don't know. Yeah. I just got here. I don't know. I just I'm got just to Earth, here. man. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do, you, what, do you, what do you want from me? Yeah, I've only been here some 30 plus years. I, I don't know. It's not um, a long time, really, when you think about it. It's I. It's a good answer. It's a I great think it's answer. the greatest truth I've ever heard. I mean, think about how much your opinion on things changes in a few years. Oh, yeah. You're really trying to say you got it all figured out in your 30s or your 40s? No, we all just got here. Yeah, we, we all know. just got here. And that guy, literally, whatever this rally was, he just arrived. And this guy <laughs> shoves a mic in his face and asks him that. I think he answered perfectly. He's my hero. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the, oh, that. Wow, that that was my favorite experience of the day. I love, I love that answer. I just, uh, this, you know, it's countering some dumbass question with galaxy brain. You know, you yeah. think that's air you're breathing? Like it's Morpheus level well, stuff. Well, either that know? or he heard he heard something different than he thought he heard. It's possible that guy just heard him say, <laughs> uh, "Yeah, how many are there?" He's like, I don't know. I just got here, and it could have been how many hot dog stands are there? How many yeah. toilets how many hot are, dogs there? are there? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Who, who knows? I don't want to give him too much credit without knowing. But there you go. No, no, I don't think he did it intentionally. I think he was just brushing them off or something. It made it better. Like all great things, he stumbled onto the secret. Yep, that's how you become viral. Yasmon, I'll be viral. Do that or fly on a plane now after all the mandates are done. Um, all right, let's move on. Oh, I want to thank some patrons for supporting the show real quick here. Um, we have some amazing uh, patrons that go to patreon.com slash core show and support the show. People like Chili. Yeah, that's right. It goes by Chili, which I could really go for some right now. Mm, chili. White bean chili. Mm. 
Uh, Bubba Stevens also supports us, as well as Jonathan Torregano, which is a really cool name. You guys are uh, rad. Yeah. Yeah. They're all good. Uh, and everybody this else. It's like oregano, but with a T on it. And I'm like. Yeah. yeah. Like, ter- no I want oregano. Uh, no oregano on my pizza, please. Uh, as John would say before conceiving a child. No oregano. How'd you know? Well, you John's know. favorite thing to say before conceiving a child is uh, extra cheese, extra pepperoni, no anchovies. Yeah. <laughs> Hold the oregano, please. Um, anyway, uh, hey, Chili, Bubba, and Jonathan, you guys are awesome. If you want to be like those three guys, uh, and there's a bunch of ladies in there, too. I just didn't have them on my list today. Uh, you can support us over at patreon.com slash core show. We would love it if you did. Go check it out. Uh, some changes coming to that soon as well, which won't mean anything bad. It'll only be good new things that we're adding and giving people existing people more benefits for supporting well, the show. Well, it includes stories that you tease are going to be in the show at the top of the show and oh, then get shit. to the oh, end and don't you, include I'm it. I'm glad wait, you just said wait. it. The show's not over it's yet. It's not over it's yet. Not time to reply. Let's do it right now. Okay, here's the here's the core piece story. In fact, <laughs> let me grab one go, of these. Everybody. <clears throat> Everyone who was worried, he's not going to tell the damn story. I, I saved it. <laughs> you did save it. All right, this right here, this bottle... Yeah. One like yeah. it. This isn't the exact bottle. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, it's probably good based on where I think this story's going to go. Yeah. It's another Kirkland, you know, ionized alkaline water bottle I got from Costco. Uh, this was about three, four weeks ago, some odd episodes ago. You'd never know on the episode, but I had drunk a ton of water that day, and I don't know how much soda while we were on the show because I needed caffeine or whatever. I had to pee so bad, um, and we were not even to emails yet. I had to pee so bad. And I, my choices were, let's pause it, which would have been fine. You guys would have said, oh, sure, let's all take a break. And we had done it. Yes. But instead, you guys were going on about some intense thing, and I didn't want to break up the rhythm. It was feeling good. So I just <laughs> unzipped and peed in one of these. And it wow. was like this much, dude. It was a ton of pee. And oh, it was all warm and horrible, and I had to put it over here and, and hide it from the camera. Did you hear it? Did you mute? Or did you try to, like, were you trying try to Oh, it's just down here under the table, so you'd never hear it. So it's like this. You'd never hear me go. And I didn't get anything anywhere. There's no pee on anything. Sealed that baby up. Put it over here. Where That's no one not see why it. your soundboard died. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That is not what happened. I put the bottle over here and sat there letting it just sit for the rest of the show. Didn't tell you guys. Finished the show. Took it upstairs while nobody was looking. Ran outside, threw it in the trash. <laughs> threw it in the trash. Threw away the bottle. And that's the story. Now, you, you might. Did, you, wait, you didn't pour it in the toilet? Oh, no, I did pour it in the Sorry, I did pour it in the oh, toilet. Yeah, and then yeah, I threw out right, the bottle. Right. I wasn't going to keep the bottle. Because right. I, I no, hang no, on to these, not. you know, no. refill them with water and stuff because it's wasted. I mean, if you want to do the piss jug correct, you throw it uh, over the roof of your neighbor's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that was my first thought was Canadian piss jug was the first thing. And that's why I was like, I got to tell these guys. But the reason I'm even saying this story is later on Twitter. Somebody had asked a question. What's the most embarrassing thing you may have done on air? And I couldn't think of anything. So I said, well, I peed on a podcast once, and it was literally the day before his podcast. Oh, well, I'm, I'm honored to know. Oh, that now my- people, go find that tweet. Yeah. Look at the core episode before and see if you can pinpoint the exact See if you can moment. find it. Yeah. If some of you sleuthy types clip get it. in there, clip it, find some really low audio, crank it up to max, see if you can hear a little tinkle. Give it a shot, man. <laughs> clip it. But I've never I've never done that before until now. So congratulations in my gosh, working on how many you know, there's a lot there's a lot of our listeners I know that are in the trucking industry that are just fist pumping. You're one of us, one of <laughs> us. I started quote unquote recording 
quad podcast quad pass podcast in 1999 before it was called that first real podcast i made was in 2004 with an rss feed so we're almost 20 years of this first time i ever peed on the air right then hey man there's nothing to be ashamed of no not at all we all gotta pee you know but you know just going forward if you need to take a break man it's cool like like you know, I I guess I realized it was probably an emergency, but you know, I had to go so bad. And yes, the OnlyFans video. Proud of you. I'm I'll have proud the, of I'll put my OnlyFans video up later of this event, and uh, all my real oh, fans can have it. That's a different thing. Where he's not peeing for people. No hell, come no. on. I'm not going to do that. But I did pee for I peed for safety because my bladder was yelling at me. I mean, really, he peed for us. Like Scott, myself, and John should be honored by your <laughs> act of. It's self-sacrifice. You broke a record of some kind. Never peed on the air before. But these two guys are just talking. Yeah. So smart and adorable. And yeah. I love them. And I'm just going to pee in this bottle. You know what I was worried about? Is I was going <laughs> to... It's not that big of an opening, this this top of this bottle, see? Right. And I was yeah. worried about aim and control. But I, it worked. And I didn't get it anywhere else that I'm yeah, aware no of. little splashies? No. Nope. Like, I always hate that. Sometimes you stand too close to the urinal and, and you feel a light mist on your arms and you're like, <laughs> I f***ed up. That's yeah. what I'm always... It didn't I happen. That it didn't happen. So I feel, I feel okay about how this all went down. All right. Uh, as if we need it, let's do some quick words of wisdom. John, uh, what would you tell the people at home? Uh, hi everybody, John here at the end of the show. Uh, boy, we had some fun. Uh, we had some hot takes as well. So I'd like to offer the following apologies. Uh, just to remember, it's all in good fun. So I, I apologize to WoW fans, Stone people, half dragons, whole dragons, people dragons, uh-huh. Mardi Gras attendees, cats, cat people, memes, the entire Blizzard development team, anyone named Chauncey, <laughs> maybe people named Chance. Chat room, emailers, dragon mounts, people I got addicted to vampire survivors, old horror movies, Scott and Bo, James Hong, my wife and pizza baby, Scott's bladder, and people who didn't want to hear the piss story. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I think you kept notes is what happened there. You kept notes. I'm impressed. I love it. Uh, new new level of professionalism here. Uh, Bo, let's hear it. What's your final words uh, for everybody? Remind your friends that keep long lists of your conversations that you love them and understand. <laughs> oh, that's very and nice. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to be fine. Go pee in a bottle, a everybody. Uh, we'll be, by the way, I'm driving back from Vegas on Thursday and we'll be here on time for the show. So uh, core next week. No delays. It's as if we never left. Everything else during the week's kind of hosed, but not core. We'll be here next Thursday night. So be here and come join us. And uh, visit the website, frogpants.com slash core. You can also uh, email us, talk to the core at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us. For all of us to all of you, go pee. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Oh, Jesus. I couldn't think of what else to play. So I played <laughs> oh, that. that's Jesus. I oh, Jesus. I should have played him. How many genders are there? I don't know. I just got here.